Who said you could stop? It's just uh, just one syllable. Uh, well, it's two syllables. Well, it's two just... if you count them both. Yeah. I, I just went to your Twitter <laughs> and I reread the the Eric Adams quote, and I'm laughing again. <laughs> I, Phil, did you, yeah. Phil, did you see this? No. What is it? <laughs> the mayor of New York City at the Knicks game today. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that. I can't believe that was real, but then I saw it's, it's the video, and he's he's at least he's black, right? The mayor. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, makes yeah. it, I think, a little bit more excusable. But still, it was a, it was funny to hear. It sounded like a TV show. You, you can't really tell when when things are real nowadays. Like this, uh, I don't know if you saw. Sibo probably saw this Mike McCarthy fake quote where he uh, he blamed the the last play of the game on anal- like his analytics guys. But it was a fake oh. quote. It was like from some account called the, the Tone Setters. <laughs> I guess they do like a parody podcast or something. I don't know, but it's just some random account called the Tone Setters, and nobody just nobody looks and sees like, okay, this isn't this is not a real quote. First of all, it sounds fake, and then the account is just some like it's like an account with a thousand followers that does some random podcasts, and this fucking idiot Mike Lombardi just runs with this like he's Whoa. the stupidest person, like, I, I, and it got like a thousand quote retweets. Like, I, I just don't, you know, you have to, you got to watch your back. All you have Twitter to do is days. put like a screenshot of him standing at the press conference and say anything attached to it. And people are like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. You, you must've been there and heard him say it. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, I think when I was in college listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, he was a regular guest. This is the same guy. Yeah. He, okay. he was, uh, I don't know if they had a falling out, but he left the ringer and now he does oh. his own 
He's doing his own no podcast. Yeah. I feel like there's kind of two stages to my sports betting career and a lot of the um, stuff I see online. You know, sometimes it's like, wow, they're just like so far off the mark, but they must not know it. You know, but they clearly think they're on the right side. Um, inspired by, I right. saw a tweet yesterday about that data golf off market matchup a couple people tweeted about and there was one guy in the comments who was like oh yeah i saw this one and my model had um this my model pointed this one out or something and i was really like weirded out by seeing the market but then i like i'm glad i'm aligned with data golf which is like exactly the wrong conclusion but yeah like clearly he thinks it's the right one but there was mike lombardi went on the bill simmons show and he was giving his i guess like theory of how football teams win or how you gain an advantage playing football or something. And I was like, I don't know, 19. I've never played football. I'm just like listening to it on an airplane. He seems like a smart, smart enough guy. I don't know. He's at least as smart as Bill Simmons, probably. Um, same ballpark. And he's like, well, you know, Bill, when you go to a really, really good restaurant, um, they have a few dishes and there might be a one page menu. And Bill Simmons is like, okay, okay. And he's like, now, if you go to a bad restaurant, there might be, you know, 10 page menu, you're flipping through it and they serve you a hundred different things. Bill Simmons is like, okay, okay. Lombardi is then like, the great football teams only have a couple things that they do. And they're like a fine restaurant that serves a few dishes. Um, and you know, whereas the bad football teams try everything. And I was like listening to this and I was kind of like nodding along like, okay, like it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I guess bad restaurants usually have a lot of dishes. And then it's like you get to the point where I'm at now where you see a tweet saying you agree with data golf instead of the market. And it's like, where did it go wrong? But (laughs) Mike Lombardi was, he was kind of that transition for me. (laughs) Because when you get to the second stage of actually betting on sports and actually thinking, it's like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) What? Bill Simmons heard that conversation and then like wrote in his notes, solid organizations equals short menus and took that to <laughs> with him. It was like, yeah, yeah exactly how right. I built this team. Yeah. He seemed pretty yeah. um, in touch with the league though. Right. Wasn't he like a Lombardi? He was like an exec. Yeah. No, he was an exec. Yeah. He was a GM. He was the GM of the Browns, I believe. <laughs> like literally. And he worked under. So oh, nice. What year yeah. was this? Like, uh, I want to say 2012. Um, oh, so right around the same. So, like, he transitioned from the BS podcast yeah. into front office. Nice. He was in, he was like in the league doing Bill's couple podcast, guys have done consulting that. Consulting for teams. And then he, I think, went full time media. Who's going to be the first um, business we've chosen alumni to make it into the front office? <laughs> Not, uh, <laughs> what would be the uh, funniest answer? I don't know. Probably, um, uh, subtle alterity. He's already technically. Oh yeah. Has been. Yeah, I guess. Or Hagrin, you know, maybe if he's working anonymously or you know through I, something. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt he would want to do that. But imagine Jordogo uh, running a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, here, so I want to get this right. Lombardi was the. Hired for the general manager uh, between 2012 and 2014, and then they replaced him in 2014. So it was like one year. 
and they were the worst. How to go in the year that he was? Oh, yeah. He's well. So it they was were related. They were horrible, and he also set them up to be horrible upon his dismissal. They so were, what was the problem? Did they cook too many dishes, or what? Did it? It didn't so, translate. Just like they had foods from all over the world available in the team cafeteria, and it was just absolute chaos. Yeah, he's, yeah it's like, he it's, like it sounds great that food metaphor it sounds good i mean that's like yeah, the, leader, right? it's, metaphors it's and like, analogies are like the the lowest form of analysis because it's like you, you you can't you're not smart enough to think about the thing that you want to think about so you have to think about some other like easier less abstract concept you're not really learning anything you're just like the yeah there's maybe some Vague similarities yeah, between the I two. I hope games. Mike Lombardi doesn't listen to this podcast because <laughs> it's just a Mike Lombardi bash right now. I mean, but that, that's just that's all Simmons does too. He I just, was going like, to say he can't think all, about anything. Simmons is literally only analogies. And well, like, that's that's like his shtick, though, right? He's like that's kind of like this 1989 rom com. It was when he was writing and he leaned into it, and now it's just like he's clearly reacting in real time on these podcasts, and it's still like the only way he can think. Everything is yeah. compared either to a movie or to like something his kids did. Yeah, and, like he's probably his kids are probably pretty old, right? What's it? I mean, yeah, he's got to be like in his fifties, like, right? He was old he's ten years ago. I stopped hating it. I just like accept it for what it, what it is. It's just two guys just like yelling at each other on a podcast. Like, yeah, if you're yeah. actually going there, I, I actually, yeah, it's, it's actually like been it. fine. Yeah, it's been fine the last couple of years. Like, if you go there expecting like some incredible insights you're probably like not in the right place to begin with. But if you're just like hanging right. out and like, I don't know, like doing more yeah. shit, listening to it, like I'll listen to it when I run and shit. Do you ever listen to Warren Sharp, the no, uh, gambling I podcast? I know because I Dude. know it would drive me insane. I can't. I, I got, uh, one of my friends listened and was texting me like, what's up with this sharp guy? He, he sounds, he's like the most arrogant guy I've ever listened to on a podcast. So I had to listen and it's just like, he's he's literally just like yeah we moved this market uh you know we, we've been doing really well we've been crushing it this year uh my portfolio feels really good this week like i we bet this and it moved to this we bet this and we're hitting 65 percent. it's just like in a commercial for his his service, shitty right? football service one of these yeah years, oh, I he sells one, yeah i want to buy yeah. one of them one year and just like or when they inevitably like crash and burn, I want to be able to prove that they sucked. But then I'm also giving them money, so like, who really wins in that situation? I'm amazed that these guys um, who were like when I was in college and all these like you know Warren Sharp pregame, Marco D'Angelo, all those sorts Wait. of like guys are still like seems like they're all still in the business, like paying the bills, doing something. It's like still kind of talking about the same stuff. Kind of impressive. I mean, yeah, Fezzik and, Fezzik and RJ have been doing this for like over a decade, right? Way over a decade, and they're just like hanging out. Yeah, did we get it's into like no, no one we... really drops out of the biz. It kind of keeps just growing and growing. <laughs> I mean, even Vegas Dave is still chilling. So even that guy, um, Greek gambler, aka Vegas runner, aka whatever else, aka you know, like he's this yeah, guy's yeah, been he's under true. a million different names. He's gotten yeah, like outed cool. as a fraud under like three different handles. I saw something a week ago. He was like <laughs> on CBS Sports <laughs> analyzing the boxing fight or something. Yeah, they had him and dude. They had um the Philly. You know the Philly Godfather. Yeah. Oh, I know the Philly Godfather. Literally a criminal. He was on Fox Sports back in the day, like before you. Biggest fight. gamble of his life. He yeah, got off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you see the Fezic tweet from the other day? Which one? 
uh, it was, I'm going to read it because I have it right here. Most of those I grew up with in the 70s and 80s loves the Kofi Kai, Johnny Lawrence character who was stuck in the 80s. We love Rocky Three, Coors Beer, and we are tired of too much Paul correctness slash acceptance of everything new, <laughs> comma, Katy Perry videos, comma, and things that raise taxes. What? Just the Sounds most, like, the most was he drinking? I mean, it's like every other word is capitalized too. Um, yeah, he's, he's been tweeting. He's been out of pocket on Twitter a lot lately <laughs> like in the last six months, just letting loose. I wonder yeah. what's going on there. That reminded me. Have you you guys have seen the eat hot chip and lie tweet, right? Yeah. No. Someone tweeted a couple years ago. Any female born after 1993 can't cook. Dot dot dot. All they know is McDonald's, charge their phone, twerk, be bisexual, eat hot chip, and lie. Physics tweet reminded me a lot of that. Just an insane combination of various things. Yeah, yeah. he's always mixed I, I see the it. the clear headed with the capitalization and incorrect punctuation and incorrect thoughts. And he, yeah, he, he, uh, he also tweeted, I bet KC on the opener minus two and a half hosting Buffalo. This line has to be at least three IMO. And then it was like minus two when I woke up this morning. It took, <laughs> it took money today. It took money today. I bet KC minus 2.5 hosting Buffalo, and I could have had minus 1.5. I am just sick to my stomach. This almost never happens. Oh, wait. Did he tweet that? Keep oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's for sure. Yeah, and then later, like, the next tweet is like, I may well like the Bills later as well. I am he just betting what I think are mistakes right now. He said before he bet it, I have to expect KC will be nine, minus three versus buff. <laughs> then yeah. he bets minus two now. Has to be three. Yeah, is this good content? Are people going to enjoy this? Or... I think we should just keep reading more Fezzik <laughs> tweets for sure. What do you think? Yeah. Well, did the, I think are we enjoying it is at least yeah. as important of a question. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's fine for me. Well, I don't, I'm not really the, up to date with Fez. I, he had, I didn't realize he was real in these off so much. I mean, he's got about 25 tweets in the last 24 hours here. He's it's really ripped. Yeah, did you see he did the... Um, I'm convinced if you took 100 random children, expose them to equal... I mean, what is happening here on the speed? A lot of... Ca- why are all the sports capitalized? <laughs> Yeah, some of these got some action. 164 likes. Not bad. Fez. Yeah, he, he bought a lot of followers, I think. He's the only two-time champ, right? <laughs> Dude, in his bio, <laughs> Steve space Fezic space dot com is not me. Triple exclamation point. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Yeah, I blocked that other account because it kept liking every time I commented on a Fezic tweet. The fake Fezic would like my tweet. Yeah, he, he mixes those. And then there was... I used to follow his brother in college, Andy Fezzik. Crazy was coin collector. Isn't he a coin collector, right? I, yeah, maybe. He was always trading like these penny stocks and like yeah. fake betting betting sports less than his brother. And there's a couple fake um, Andy Fezzik accounts. And that, yeah, a couple, I think two of them are owned by the same guy because they'll like talk to each other, you know? <laughs> but it's, it works too perfectly. It has to be the That's same person. So, doing it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was around when Seville was like more of a thing. I remember he used to get in fights with those guys a lot. Yeah. It seems like he still bets, right? He's got a couple tickets in here where he's betting a couple thousand on some off-market stuff. Yeah, I guess he's probably just kind of an old guy on a computer, too, with all this capitalization. Yeah. I mean, he really seems crazy. It's so insane. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, he was in. I think Vegas Watch wrote wrote up an article and, and like about sharp betting back before it was legal, and he was like one of the people profiled, and they were like he occasionally bets as much as two thousand dollars on a game, <laughs> and it was supposed to be like super impressive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, what's the story with that Super Bowl? Because I remember that that you tweeted, um, the one that got steamed to minus I mean, three or whatever you tweeted the other day. Yeah, what's I wasn't the story making, with that? I wasn't like making numbers then, but um, like I've heard people talk. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you knew it more no. intimately. No, it was more just following along. Um, if like if memory serves correct, though, like pretty much everything had the Seahawks as like a slight favorite on neutral field going into the playoffs, and then even through the the playoffs and the championship games, and then the Broncos just took a disgusting amount of money, like an avalanche of money and got steamed like four points the other way. I could be completely misremembering this. But yeah. I, mean, I think you're right. And I think that's the year Peyton Manning was on the Broncos and they lost by a lot. Right. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, there's we're watching that game and betting some player props on an all wager.us account. That was the last year I bet does not thank anyone for the MVP's post game speech. Cause they had to say the word thank and they never did that. Um, and it hit at like seven one, and then they changed it the next year to like does not mention anyone, which is obviously never going to happen. We had a good run there. Damn. Yeah. Sad. You broke that market. Yeah. Too early. Exactly. Too soon. Gone too soon. That was that was the first. Uh, that was like right when I started betting that Super Bowl. Like around. I think that that's two thousand fourteen, right? Like February yeah. two thousand fourteen. Seven. Yeah. Eight years ago, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Crazy where how the years where the years have taken us. Yeah, they haven't taken me very far. I mean, it kind of feels like I'm doing the exact same thing I was doing back then. Where are you right now? I'm in uh, Montreal. Nice. Where it snowed an outrageous amount in the last 24 hours. Ooh, There's like at least a foot of snow here. Sick. How's I'm supposed Montreal to fly um, tomorrow, so I'm hoping the flight doesn't get canceled. But it's also supposed to snow and be cold, so it seems like it might. But then I need to find another place to live, and then I would also need to get another COVID test. So it's tricky so timing these timing these things because you get so you're just start... traveling, or what are you doing? Yeah, just you know living around the globe you, here. You've been doing that for like two years, haven't you? Yeah, or for um, yeah, about two years since. Sick. How's that going? Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, are you almost out of places, or? Do you think you'll just never run out of places? Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to stay in a lot of places for very long. So I feel like I still haven't really gone very many places. Like getting what's visas. The top and five, stuff. What's the top five places? And what are what are the top five places as gambling Twitter characters? <laughs> <laughs> top five places in the world as gambling you, Twitter that characters that you've gone. Yeah, yeah, that you've gone to. Hmm. I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I really liked um, Amsterdam when I went there. It's kind of a um, yeah. cool city, but apparently, it's often mobbed with tourists, and it's kind of a really good time to travel right now. It's like extracting max value because nobody travels because of COVID, but you still kind of can. There's just like a bit of red tape to jump through, um, which sucks, right. but isn't so bad if you can get it all to work. And then you can go to these places where nobody is. Amsterdam was solid. Um, Sydney, Australia was pretty cool. But you can't go there right now. Uh, and we could only stay there for three months. Um, most places you can months? just stay for three months. We were in Australia for like three months. Uh, nice. But Sydney for about one. 
So what gambling Twitter character is Sydney? <laughs> I have no idea how to answer that question. Yeah, just, yeah, forget that one. Yeah, so Amsterdam, that's cool. Yeah, Amsterdam's solid. I mean, it's kind of like, um, I think it seems like it's like Boston from pictures and culture, but I've never been to Boston, so I don't know. You've never and it's obviously Boston. European instead of American. I was thinking of going to Sloan this year. Really? Yeah. When is that? That's Boston, in the winter. Right? That's in like um, March. I think it's the week before March Madness, right? Right around there. Oh, is it? I think so. Yeah. Sometime. Nice. In there. Um, yeah. What's yeah. the deal? That, I feel like that Sloan conference was like bad seven years ago, and now the stuff is almost like a joke. Been, the people that's been, on it, it's like, is this for real? This stuff. Some ridiculous people speaking. Let me find a couple. Yeah, Gladwell's yeah. speaking there. This yeah, year. every year. Gladwell's there like every year. Right. Like if Malcolm Gladwell's at the thing you're at, you can yeah, like, pretty <laughs> much be sure that it's kind of like past something and you're probably not with the group of sharp people on yeah. it. You know, it's like Yeah. Right, right. Malcolm well, maybe, Gladwell is maybe... like very, very wrong in the same direction on everything. <laughs> yes. Maybe Haralbob will be there this year. <laughs> oh yeah. H Bob? No, That's he's in a different too. class than Gladwell. I mean, Gladwell is. I have. Um, I don't really remember the story, but I always think of Malcolm Gladwell that he, my sister's friend, was like twenty years younger than him, and in some New York coffee shop, and he like awkwardly hit on her or something. Um, and I was told this story one time, and that's all I ever think of with Malcolm Gladwell is him like awkwardly hitting on someone who's like thirty years younger than him in some like his New York coffee hair. shop. And then, yeah, with his, he looks like very unique, you know, <laughs> being like, oh, Talking I wrote about Algerian, Al- Nigerian or Algerian basketball players. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> Is he a big Algerian basketball player guy? It's the explanation is so stupid. Like what? Like he went on Simmons's pod and he was talking about how you could make the best, like the best, uh, country to produce basketball players was Nigeria, I think. I can't remember if it was Algeria or Nigeria. It was Nigeria. But, it, it was something. But, because like the yeah. Bill Simmons subreddit still brings this up on like a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but by the end he was like he was like the connections to Nigeria were so tenuous it was like Steve Nash. Yeah. He was like born born in Germany or something. And then like not, Canada. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah, those two together is a pretty ridiculous combination. They just, like, exacerbate each other's worst habits as podcasters and thinkers, influencers, I guess. hmm People. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, do we have actual gambling-related topics? Well, what do you want to talk about? I can talk about any, many gambling-related things at various levels of... Uh... All right, here, we'll... we'll uh, let's... And I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like I'm commandeering the podcast no, here. Be but my, be my gotta, it's your, it's got a, a question. We, we BWC happy hour. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We got a question from Hagrin. You might remember Hagrin from a uh, previous appearance on this podcast. He, he, we, he sent a bunch of questions, but uh, the first one was legalizing gambling a mistake. Yes. <laughs> 
I think um, no, obviously no. <laughs> a mistake for who? Yeah, I mean, gambling should be legal. It not being legal is bad. Kind of all I got, really. Yeah, I mean, although it hasn't changed my life in any way whatsoever, would I say? Yeah, it hasn't. But I'm also not in like one place, so I don't really have accounts at like DraftKings or whatever, you know. The yeah. geolocation what? shit and addresses and stuff. So, so why do you think gambling should definitely be legal? I'm just curious. I'm not, you know, I'm at, I'll be agnostic. at a meta level. It you should have to say it first before me. You should have to say why it's illegal. You know, but in this instance, mm. like you know, absolutely. Like what? I don't know why. Well. Well, do you think, or do you think heroin should be legal? Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. So fair enough. Then, then we don't. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think heroin should be legal. Yeah. Uh, I don't think gambling is heroin, though. I think ultimately, I'd probably come out on the side of it being it should be legal. But. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Jamie Foxx told me I could win a bunch of money on yeah, MGM dude. if I sign up for the app. And then Drew Brees told me that I can do that same thing on um, FanDuel. So I think we're good. Like, I'm not really fine with that. Like, is it legal or not? Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah That's agreed. a completely so, irrelevant question. Now, what does Drew Brees think about it? Like, I think Drew Brees doing that ad for FanDuel is really, really very, very difficult for me to think there's a good answer for why that happened. And he's probably just, like, not thinking. And same with Jamie Foxx. Like, those are just very hard to explain advertisements. But, you know, whether they're allowed to operate their gambling business, like, why not? You know, should there be stock exchanges? Doesn't, I mean, stock exchanges in theory promote, like, industry, though, right? And, like, people build sure. to help Yeah, well, this is zero-sum. Well, I guess what? Yeah, you can't have a zero-sum game, yeah? Yeah. Tell people the rules. Like, it's. I think it's no good that no. people... I mean, I don't think anyone really believes Drew Brees or whatever, but I don't, I don't know. They're saying like, oh yeah, you'll win if you sign up. Obviously not true. <laughs> you will lose. You'll pay me. So that'd be great. Please sign up. You know, I could use more. Do you think they should have to do a disclaimer on every commercial that explains that if you're... God, no, that sounds old, horrible. What do you mean? Of course not. A long-term winner. Who wants to live in that world? Not no, me. that's dude. That, I mean, yeah, like, I'm, of course not. I, no, no, no. I'm I think Drew Brees should say, "Hey, how much money do I have in the bank? One hundred and twenty-five million. Easily. Yeah, maybe I won't do this FanDuel commercial where they're lying to the people that they're trying to take money from. You know, that is a good outcome, I think. Decent yeah, outcome, so, at least. So, so you're you're not necessarily in favor of all the advertising. I'm fine for it. I just, I don't know why it should be like some random actor on there. You know what I mean? Like why, what is, okay. I don't know what they're thinking. Like, it's kind of hard for me to take Jamie Foxx or Drew Brees, any word that comes out of their mouth seriously for the rest of their lives. Not that I really would, but, but yeah, how could you ever justify listening to them on anything? I probably want to go the opposite on them about everything. Like, what are these guys thinking doing these ads? What That's was, insane. Right. What if it were David Lynch, would you, would you like it if it were David Lynch? If David Lynch was doing the ad yeah. for DraftKings, it wouldn't happen, which is why is I do like David Lynch. What do you mean? If, it, if David Lynch did it, I would really start to rethink things. Yeah, so, <laughs> that would be so okay. awesome. All right. 
That would never happen. I mean, maybe he would direct a DraftKings commercial, which would probably be weird. Like, maybe that could happen. But <laughs> if, like, someone at DraftKings is a big David Lynch fan, I'm, you know, people do yeah. commercials a lot. I don't even really care about the, like, limiting people thing anymore. Maybe I've just discussed it too much. Like, everyone tweeting out their tickets of DraftKings limiting them to, like, 27.33 on... Like a random NBA player prop is just like doing nothing for me at this point. Maybe yeah, that's the thing. Like sports betting still isn't legal. You know what I mean? Like drafting still is operating because they're one of the few people with a license. So like whether it should be legal or isn't, like that's kind of a weird question that doesn't really make any sense. Like should DraftKings be the only people allowed to operate in the state of Illinois? Hell no. Like should there be zero or should there be more than zero? Like maybe you can make a good argument there should be zero, but. Obviously, only letting a couple operators operate is really stupid. You should have anyone be able to operate. And then obviously there would be a big company which will, you know, citadel it and make really tight lines that everyone can get in on, which will happen still and is happening and probably will be the case in two or three years, but it just takes longer. Yeah. Yeah, the state by state. Uh, right wait, what? You think that's going to happen in two to three The The citadel? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's already happening. You know what I mean? There's like... There's more companies trying to get licenses and trying to have exchanges. You know what I mean? Yeah, but saying, isn't and right, have like pinnacles, so to speak. Model. Yeah. I, okay. No. Not, well, whether you're the exchange, they're that post two prices on a game that people aren't, can bet aren't, on. Aren't aren't certain states essentially not going to allow that to happen because of the way their regulatory framework is set up in that state? I don't know. We'd have to talk to a lawyer about all that stuff. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. I think certain states are more are more prone to what you're referencing than others. And and I think I mean you might want to have a I mean if you care about this, which I I don't imagine that you do, but you could have Sprott's better on and he could tell you about whatever the regulatory structure is. No, I'll let I'll let I mean, someone else handle that yeah. combo. Yeah. I think I have a haircut. I mean, it's state to state, like like some states like you basically anyone can operate it's really easy to get a license and so yeah and like is bookmaker.eu operating in any of these but like they're obviously no, exactly. the biggest market maker in sports or it's also or pinnacle it's is legal. and neither of them it's are really operating so there's just going to be more of those and more people opening because if i could open my own you know golf matchups sports book and take two-way action and deposit you know what i mean like they're i'm down to set some markets on these matchups and be tighter two ways and like they, as uh-huh. more of those people, more of those firms that are pricing everything and, pri- and putting up markets you can bet into more yeah, options, and that Citadel becomes more of the market. Yeah, that's what I mean by Citadel. We're in the stock market, like Citadel is kind of on the bid and offer and everything, and they're just doing an enormous volume and at like you know whatever 0.1 percent above fair. Yeah, and that's just getting closer. And not like theoretically, that's what Bookmaker is doing as well, right? Whatever two and a half percent above fair. Yep. Um, but it'll just get tighter and tighter, which is why, like, as sports betting gets harder, it'll also get easier because there'll be minus 107 is the norm, minus 104. I mean, obviously, like, regulatory things can really get in the way of that. But in, like, the well, theoretical what, sense, it's nearing towards that and slowly getting there, I guess. And it can be good and can be bad, depending on who you are or what you're doing, I guess. It's been legal in Europe for a while, and I know they have Betfair, but that hasn't necessarily taken over the market no but there's i mean 
I still stand by what I'm saying, right? Like, I think in a few years, there will be more, like, dominant, op- like, bookmaker, there will be more big options like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, places to actually yeah. is what you're saying. Well, I mean, yeah, there are people that run these companies, you know what I mean? And there are more people that will get richer and try to run these companies. Like, the logic, I don't know when this will happen, but, like, yeah, more, yeah, that. Having, seems pretty having more, I think having more is uh is more likely than you know having them take over or dominate the market like i think i think the recreational books will always well well i i don't know actually i i don't really care either no i don't care either i just mean there'll be someone will get really good at booking and offer their service at you know the competitive price to dominate the market which happens at some level already and will just continue to happen in the future, especially with the legalization stuff becoming more easy to get through hoops. Yeah. So we do, we do think legalizing gambling was a mistake then, <laughs> to, to put a bow on that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, all right. Should I ask the next question or? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Have... What do you What are you thinking? I've I got a list of like twenty questions here, so I can go okay. all day. All right, fifty cent. Let's see what you got. What's number two? Uh, should you buy a sports betting course from a guy who once tweeted he doesn't understand score effects? <laughs> yes. Next question. Um. Uh, what if, rank the major? What? No, yeah, go ahead. Like, what happens in those classes? Are they like teaching people R or like what? It's like um, what happens in like self empowerment <laughs> classes, or you know, like what happened in Est in those nineteen eighties things? You know, I don't really know. It's like people are looking for something for sure in those classes. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they find it. I mean, hey, I won't say you can't get anything valuable out of them, but yeah, it just seems. If you think you can get something valuable out of it, you probably are in the wrong business. (laughs) Yeah, that's also true. And you might, you might get something valuable out of it too. Yeah. Here's what they're discussing tonight in tonight's class. The answer to a question like, what is a beta distribution? What is the subtweet? This is the plus E. He's talking about the plus EV analytics course. Oh, there's a class online or something? Yeah, he's doing a Bayesian sports betting. Okay. It's 3000 something like $3,000 to join. What website but tonight's is tonight's the last class. Uh, analytics.bet slash BSB. Yeah. Oh, it's like its own website? It's just him? Gotcha. I mean, lecture two, yeah. fundamental concepts, the basics of sports betting, the ethics of I'm sports sure betting. I'm sure you can learn something. Where to bet, yeah, you could definitely learn some strategies. Yeah, you probably could. It just, I don't know if you're going to get out of it what you think you're going to get out of it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll say. I definitely um, don't want to go to it. For that's yeah, sure. I, I, I could have told you that. <laughs> Please don't make me. That sounds like. Okay. 
Okay. We'll we'll say we'll say uh no to that one. Yeah. Rank the major <laughs> sports analytics Twitters in order of best to worst, and then explain for ten minutes why NFL analytics Twitter is the worst by far. <laughs> I, I can't. Probably Baldwin, Baldwin and PFF Moo and Eric Eager. <laughs> did you see his seats? I mean, you did. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, he's he. Yeah, he's gonna be having nosebleeds for weeks because it yeah. takes you a while to readjust to that to that yeah, altitude. I know. He was way way at the top up there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you like? What do you think of NBA analytics Twitter? I feel like you're in the NBA space, right, Rick? Yeah, but um, yeah, Rick is definitely in the NBA space. It's really, it's really just Partno and uh, Duncan and Larue. Really, who else is there? I mean, who else tweets about it? Who I see? I mean, like, does like the gambling Twitter section of NBA analytics Twitter count, or is it straight numbers, guys? Because then you, I mean, you have like what uh, Hollinger, Kevin Pelton, guys like that. No. Oh, I forgot about Hollinger. Yeah, yeah, Hollinger's I, a lot. I like Holland. Like um, Hollinger Hollinger's had the balls last like year. Mike Lombardi of basketball, right? Wasn't he like a Bill Simmons no. contributor who led an NBA team to disaster? He was in. He was in the front office uh, for the Grizzlies, but he did. <laughs> he's, do something. he's not. But he's he's, not, no, he's, no, he's smarter. He's I've good. Been, Hollinger yeah. is good. Like on oh, the whole, okay. he's just a dipshit. Yeah. But yeah. he's, he's like. Lombardi is a, a complete. But Lombardi's like, like eighty, right? Isn't he like way on. older? He's yeah. so old. Yeah, he's he's like a grandpa, right? Lombardi for the NBA would be like if you don't run twenty-five post-ups a game, you're like you are not. Oh, he's only sixty-two. Stopper. I thought this guy was like ninety years old. old or something. Like no, that's Vince. Okay. You might be thinking of Vince Lombardi. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the guy. <laughs> but uh, Hollinger, I think, is way better than than. Yeah, Lombardi, I don't think it's but close. He's, he's, he's yeah. a dipshit, though. So he he tweeted or he wrote. Um, he writes for the Athletic now. He wrote last year. He had Rudy Gobert second on his MVP ballot, which he got a lot of shit for. But I, I mean, I don't think like I think that's closer to the truth than what the mainstream opinion was. Yeah, which like, I feel like Rudy Gobert is probably one of the most underrated players just for his defense. He had, like people make fun of the plus minus metrics, but Gobert had like one of the most impactful defensive seasons of all time last year. Yep. Uh, Damn. But you know, Hollinger, like he had that tweet when um. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> the the tweet about like invading Iraq or something about how, oh. like how we had to do it. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's tough when you're tweeting a lot because it's just impossible not to say dumb shit sometimes but you know uh i i wouldn't put hollinger in the same category as as uh as like eager and 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 uh God. those other dudes pelton's good i like pelton pelton seems normal i think no, yeah the only one that i go ahead yeah go ahead sorry no, nothing i got nothing go um very courteous Partno, Partno can get kind of like, um, like he qualifies things too much, and and he's too long winded, I guess I would say. He's but, um, isn't he working on some betting stuff now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, cost. I like Costia a lot. 
the Darko guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, foot, football really just sucks because it it's everyone up. just latches on to the same low hanging fruit, as Hagrin says. Where it's like if you don't, if you punt it ever anywhere on the field, you're a fucking idiot. If you don't uh, go for two when you're down eight or nine or whatever, fifteen or sixteen or whatever, like small edge that you gain, you're an idiot. Right. Uh, if you run the ball on second down, second and ten ever, you're a moron. If you run the that ball generally ever, you're like an idiot. That two point thing is it's one of those things that's so obviously you're certain that you're right, but it's like the amount by which it matters that you're right is also minuscule. Yeah. You know, yeah. like so yes, you're right, but also this doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. If you ever punt when my model says go for it, you are a moron. If it feels like you should go for it and my model actually says punt or kick it, then there might be something wrong with the model, question mark. Yeah, he, he's had he, like two of those in the last that? week. Yeah, Dude, yeah, I saw ridiculous. I saw that yesterday. It's like yeah, it's it's crazy, like his bias. That, like uh, like yeah. he will be like celebrating guys getting fired if they you know, if they kick instead of go when there's like a 1.3 like wpa added difference between the two of them but when the model says kick it's like dot 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 question mark like that's curious like i'm not sure what's going on here so like do yeah. we trust it or do we not and yeah they're just right. the most annoying people even outside of that yeah. on that note i'll i'll say i like bets a lot b-e-t-z yeah. uh i think he's on twitter at at shakeboard now oh. he's really good he's kind of anti-analytics or or, or not um he's, he's analytic anti, anti-analytics he's not anti i wouldn't say that i think he's like anti all of those pff guys uh he's yeah. like a i guess he's like a high PFF, school or college football Chris company is that it was started by him or he no, just he, he invested in i think it was started by some british dudes okay but he owns it now um, Frank, did you ever look at like a job there? Did you even ever like consider it? Not that like you're. A I uh, yeah, so I I actually applied there um like ten years ago, and they sent me back uh some like film for a college football game, and they were like in the in an in an Excel spreadsheet, and they were like, uh, all right, tag like fill in this sheet, um, chart all the plays. And uh, I started like I watched like the first play and it must have been in like 50p. You're just like the lowest resolution possible. I couldn't make out any of the numbers of the players on the field. And you've got to put like where like each number is like it's just insane. The amount of work you had to do. I couldn't make it one play. I just I was like, all right, I guess I'm not doing this. Yeah, I just closed it out. It seems pretty awful. There's so many game graders they have. And you, yeah, and you do that for free, and that's the job interview. <laughs> they get all that free labor. It's bullshit. Um, yeah, it's like the meme, like the I propose, like a horrible trade. Like, I propose you do 15 hours of free scouting for me, and in return, I will not offer you a job. Yep. Yep. Yeah, football outsiders used to post stuff about that. They're like, if you want to look at injury reports for us, or I don't know, some, if you want to do data entry for us, let us know we're hiring like unpaid interns or something. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like the same thing. Everybody that works in a front office. Like that's a really good office. edge that's out there to grind for all companies. Just what? offer unpaid internships. <laughs> except don't. everyone. Let them do anything productive. Like, you will get a million people, probably a lot of people that might even be smart. You know, it's just free edge just waiting to be had out there. You should write a book about, like, a new competitive solution for companies. Don't pay your employees. <laughs> well, just offer the unpaid internship if you're not already, which most people are not. For a, for a college-aged or high-school-aged person. So, yeah, I guess if we're going to conclude that, it's tough to beat football analytics Twitter for being the worst. Yeah, I don't really have much to add because I don't really follow any of these people on Twitter. You're not missing out. Yeah. Data it golf has like... to be up there. Data golf's pretty good. I feel like their stuff is outrageously amazing. Their whole website is (laughs) unbelievable. The stuff, like, I don't know, it's just very impressive, all the stuff they've made on there. Are you being serious, or are you trying to, like, lead people to... No, I'm being serious. I'm dead serious. Their stuff is so cool. I can't tell if you're serious. Oh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. Well, I don't know. I'm being serious. Their numbers for betting on sports are very bad. Do not use them. You mean, like, the UI? They're not good and accurate. But like the whole site's amazing. Like yeah, I guess I should be... And they really know a lot about golf too. Like the questions they're asking and the data they get. And I keep thinking like, oh, I just need to get X. And then three months later, X is on the data golf site. You know, it's fucking amazing what they have built there. The fact that mm-hmm. they still have bad numbers on top of that is also kind of amazing. But altogether, it's an amazing Canadian brother duo. Like it's very good. I th- it's tough for me to evaluate because that shot link data and like all the stuff in golf is I've never been able to get, you know, I'm always like emailing, trying to get shot link data and stuff. Um, but a lot of the things they have, I just don't know how to get it. I've never like looked at it myself. So they're at least looking at it and making what looked to me like reasonable conclusions. But I also thought that Mike Lombardi talking about, you know, NFL restaurants was reasonable. So they're somewhere along that scale. I wish I could get the data myself and take a look, but they for sure have. I mean, their site is the best analytics site in the world, right? Of any sport, like what even for, comes close to that in sports? terms of yeah, for anything. Public. Like, there's nothing in football that's public that you can just go on some website and get like pretty much Ken state Palm. of the art. Yeah, Ken Palm's Ken. the only competitor, but I feel like his thing. He's kind of he's cool because he's so smart and he loves doing things very simplistically, and it's like almost the aesthetic is simplicity. He purposefully doesn't make changes because he wants it to be simpler. And data golf is kind of all over the mm-hmm. place and golf itself is kind of all over the place. It's you know, not as uniform. Um, but even yet, yeah, like I feel like those are the competition, Ken Palm and data golf. Like it's pretty damn good. There's just more people that watch college basketball than golf, right? Which is why data golf is less popular. Yeah. Oh, not sure yeah, if that's so true. I'm just assuming. To, no, I think to be true. fair to to Baldwin, um, and and uh, just because you're you're being fair to Data Golf, Baldwin contributed. I I don't know if he like is the main contributor, but he is one of the main contributors. I think to the NFL. Uh, I forget what it was called before, but the the play by play R package, which is really great. NFL and he's also scraper, made that bar, the four, yeah. yeah, yeah, NFL faster, yeah, uh, oh yeah, NFL scraper is what it was called originally, yep. and he also made that fourth down model. Like he's done like good 
he's he's made a lot of positive contributions to the public NFL analytics space. I just I just think he's an arrogant dickhead sometimes. The only thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I hear you. And data golf sometimes has things like where yeah, there's clear lack of knowledge in places, but the data, especially as a golf fan, because I just, I mean, before I even bet on sports, I watched golf and played golf and shit. So their website is just amazing. Like all the stuff they have on there. And it's very, very, very impressive. I think they do that full time, right? Like they're probably not rolling in the dough or anything, but they are doing it for a living. Probably a good amount of subscriptions. Yeah. I mean, I subscribe. It's like $200 a year or something or $100 a year. And if you, to your point, even if you don't want to bet, you can learn things about golf through the site, which is cool. Right. Like you would be the smartest golfer in the world if you had ever been to datagolf.com, basically. Like I'm thinking (laughs) people in golf, you talk kind of like the announcers when you're playing, you know, as a kid, it's like, oh, like good course management. Like, let me chip out. Like (laughs) the phrase good course management just means do the maximally um, under aggressive thing. Like whatever is the least aggressive do that. And yeah. that means good course management, <laughs> not like going towards any goals here. <laughs> and then you see data golf and it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. And you can get on board with all of it. It's all charted. It's like easy to see the speed thing with like how good he was from different yardages. It's uh, yeah. I mean, the stuff they do is amazing. Yeah. So you guys are still like betting golf uh, pretty much as, as much as you bet anything. Is that fair to say? You mean like amount wise or like no best place just, wise? Like just um like I guess percentage of your action or like amount of your time that it takes up to do. Because um, I stopped. I I pretty much couldn't beat it, or I decided that I couldn't beat it and just like stopped. Yeah, well I don't beat it, but I still keep going. Yeah, that's what um that Favre, Favre likes to say that too. I mean, I I'm just saying it because it's true. I've lost a, lost my fair bit, lost a fair bit of dope um, betting on the golf. But I, mm. yeah, I've been betting on it every week. Sorry but it was it. off for the last couple, off for the last couple of weeks before Sony and before these last two Hawaii. Yeah, I didn't bet from that. I didn't bet from the Masters to like November, so I didn't really? bet on anything then. But then I restarted and doing some golf stuff. Yeah, I bet on the golf every week if I'm running numbers. Okay. Volume definitely okay. lower, in, lower in the fall too. But yeah, it's back up to... I, I mean, I bet on every... If, I'm, if I make numbers for the week, I check every bet online tab, every bookmaker tab, every off screen <laughs> I have. I price everything out and I bet the proper amount on everything. So I like... I bet it all. It doesn't really you know win, what? but... Yeah. Why I would volume be remember. lower in the fall do you mean i don't like, mine is, is not that because i'm the same i'm probably higher in the fall yeah i got you i hear you but but oh see, there's just less like, tournaments or the tournaments are a joke it's like the fries.com like open you can maybe posted. bet twenty five hundred dollars on bet online at post maybe on so the it's because of the limits you know what or, i mean yeah, yeah there's yeah, some yeah, tournaments that are a joke where you can price it all up and you you know i don't have a huge bankroll and i can't bet 10 percent of my bankroll on some of those you know like you can't bet anything yeah. Yeah, 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 and like there's some PGA Tour events where book, bookmakers starts taking only five thousand. Yeah, they lower and the or... all the prices are right, you know. So it's like there aren't any bets, anyways. Mm. 
But the last couple of weeks, I have been betting in Hawaii, which has sucked because Hawaii is five hours behind Eastern time. So, you know, the rounds finish at like midnight and then the odds don't get posted and second round matchups don't get copied everywhere or they do. But like then they get bet and, you know, and then they go off. Time so it was kind of a mess betting. But hmm. Hmm. California this week, get a couple hours back. Are they? Yeah, they're playing right at the Where American Express. It's in oh, La Jolla, yeah, yeah. California, yeah, yeah. right? It's like, it used to be yeah. called the Bob Hope. It used to be five rounds, I think. Was it actually five rounds? Yeah, until like 2012 or something, right? Before my, that maybe even more recently. I like didn't even follow golf until I started betting. I don't know if this is that, but I'm pretty sure there was a five-round PGA tournament in January called the Bob Hope Desert Classic. Yeah, I remember that one. I typed in Bob Hope Desert Classic and Bob Saget popped up. Bob Saget has passed. I I learned that this morning, a week ago. To an entourage legend. R.I.P. To an entourage legend, yeah. I mean, his role in entourage, I never, I only knew him from Full House. I never Googled him or saw a stand-up. So I was like, oh, is that the guy from Full House or something? And then it's like, (laughs) oh, no, he's just like like this. And the Full House thing was kind of weird. Yeah. So that, yeah, he's I don't really know if he's acting on, I don't know. And he's on all those roasts. Those Entourage yeah. episodes are pretty solid with him. That's like peak Entourage. I rewatched them Norm, the other day. Yeah. Norm, uh, sorry, go ahead. I don't know, go. Norm what? N- Norm McDonald's roast at uh, his, his bit at Bob Saget's roast is legendary. Okay. I like Norm McDonald, who also passed since yeah, the last wow. TW- like TBWC. That, that was like four months ago. Wow. Yeah, that was in August, right? Damn. Yeah, you really fired off like nine podcasts in three weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, well, it, the thing with the podcast is it like takes some time. No one's ever available. And then afterwards, I'm going to have to download this and drag into Audacity and, you know, listen to it and cut it or whatever. So it takes a little bit of time. And if you're betting, like, I mean, I'm betting on basketball right now. There's like, I don't really have any time to do anything else. You know, it's. Pretty much, I'm spending more time than I would like to betting on basketball. It's like nonstop with this shit, especially this year or... with this COVID. Nonsense. I was gonna say, you know it, what I mean? It's like is it NBA these... for you or just college? I'm betting both of them, which are both kind of a handful. Trying to figure out who's yeah. going to play in these games, and NBA it's sometimes NBA. impossible, even up to game up to tip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or sometimes you get it wrong. Like the amount of times I get it wrong, and then you have like too much money on bad sides is not fun. I'm not betting college basketball, or I'm not originating for it. I guess I'm betting some stuff that I can find somewhere um, in an account. Are there games? Well, send me some accounts, Sebo. Let's right? go. Let's do are, this. Are there games where you? Just, I feel like how are you going to get like Dixie State and like UTEP like COVID news like ten minutes before the game? It feels like. No, you no, don't get it. You just yeah. learn seven <laughs> minutes into the game that the three UTEP starters are sitting, and that's yeah. why you bet UTEP minus five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dixie State. No, there was a game like that with Tarleton State like two weeks ago where they were – like half the team wasn't playing, Yeah. and the game steamed from like minus three and a half to plus one in the last seven minutes before tip. And, but like the lineup news had been out for more than an hour or something. You know what I mean? And there's just like, it's crazy. In college basketball, it's nuts because it's so hard to find all this stuff. I mean, there's and there's so many games. In the NBA, it's hard because, I mean, it's kind of like equally hard. The market opens earlier and 
gets it's hard to find this stuff. I mean, I'm so bad with knowing who's playing and what teams and who gets traded, and it's, it's kind of complicated, you know what I mean? And unfortunately, who's playing in the game is a big factor when you're betting on it, huh? Exactly. It's like, it's one of those Mike Lombardi things. Like, yeah, the restaurant stuff's great, but like, if you just, who the, who the guys are, and like, you look at how good they all are, that's probably a little more robust and more implementable. Rick, yeah, good food is all about quality of ingredients, really, when you think about right. it. Exactly. No, I mean, that's the Mike Lombardi school right there. Yeah. Um, on the Bill Simmons show, I used to really like listening to the Jacko episodes. I thought that guy was really funny. And even just... a year and a half ago or two years ago, I listened to a Jacko episode and I laughed a pretty good amount. I feel like he's a pretty funny guy. I don't know how much is intentional versus unintentional, but I just like laugh every time I hear him talk. It's usually a lot of baseball talk, right? He's like yeah, it's Yankees like their Red Sox Yankees stuff. Yeah, which nobody cares about anymore. No, I mean I haven't watched a baseball game in, you know, a fair bit. Yep. Okay, are we ready for another question, or, or uh, did we want to explore the NBA betting some more? I mean, I, what do you uh, think? What do you think, Rick? I mean, you're Mr. NBA. I've, I'm talking with Rick about NBA a decent bit. And I don't really have anything he's to pretty, say about NBA. He's pretty in the lab, I would say. Pretty in tune with um, what's up. I was looking at Westbrook. Uh, I started like just looking at random shit and like trying to watch more games and try to like get yeah. into like drill down more into granular data. And uh, as of like last week, sometime when I checked Westbrook, Russell Westbrook of the Los Angeles Lakers had like the second most transition possessions in the league. And he was like almost dead last in points per play on transition, Sounds about right. which is like pretty incredible. I, I don't, I, I'm, I assume SIBO has seen, uh, some of these compilations of Westbrook just like bricking every shot on Twitter, but it's just like really incredible. Even like the one so thing. Here's the question for that. Here's the question for you, LeBron James, yeah. one of the all-time great basketball players from your native Ohio, is a great basketball player who really sees the court well and has a high basketball IQ. He chose Russell Westbrook to plan his team. Is that correct? That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not really. A How do we explain that? But Russell Westbrook a, is also a, a terrible choice for anyone yeah, to play yeah. on your team. LeBron's basically just not a good GM, and he's basically been the GM definitely since he left Miami, and even kind of when he was there. And it hasn't. I mean, outside of like, let's get Anthony Davis, it hasn't gone super well. And I'm a, you know, I'm like a LeBron guy. I think. I don't the Westbrook thing. It just seems like there's no bigger gap in any sport between like how he is viewed by the public. And how and like basketball intelligent for the like the intelligent basketball community at large, and how players view him. Do players think he's like solid, like good player? You gotta think so. I mean, I don't like, know. I feel like I've always heard that he's just like the worst, <laughs> and his teams don't win, or people just have always hated on him. But it seems like it's kind of incorrect. And I think KD did not like him. Yeah, that's true. When they played no, together, about it. KD was like, "This guy just like will take over three possessions in a row and ignore me." And it's like, but he he used to be like good, like yeah, he pretty was good. good. 
he's probably a little overrated and, publicly, but he was good, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he won the MVP. I don't think you can really do that without being at least good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no, he's yeah. good, but like he's one of those. He seems well, he better than anymore. he is, or something. Like a consensus. Maybe let's right, not have right, him on right. our team. Yeah, but I don't think he's really good anymore. And yeah, like to your point, he just doesn't fit with LeBron at all. And, but yeah. LeBron's been bringing in players like that for like, like like Sibo said since Miami, since he left Miami. So is it that a person that's good at basketball can't, or like what's how do you reckon is LeBron not that good at basketball, or does playing basketball matter for picking good basketball teams? Is LeBron just really bad? You'd have to ask him what his thought process was and and like really get him to be honest. What would he even, what would he even say if I asked that question? I don't really know what LeBron would say. I feel like he wouldn't even answer that sort of question. Like probably not. But if you could actually force him to be honest, the only thing that well, I've like, yeah. the thing like it was basically ripped the move from like the second it happened. No, I feel like being I honest, he wouldn't answer. I don't think he'd be um, lying. I think he'd be honest with him, but there still wouldn't be an answer. Maybe it's like, the playoffs are slightly different than the regular season, and like yeah, I feel like it'd be something like that. Efficiencies don't really matter as much, you know, right? It'd be something like kind of nonsense. Yeah, I mean, and like the playoffs are different. I, I Rick could probably explain this more, or like anybody who actually bets the NBA. Um, yeah, I'm nervous about the NBA this year because I've been betting the NBA heavily every day, and I keep hearing the playoffs are different, but I feel like my models wouldn't pick it up, and I already yeah. feel like they're bad. So I'm just nervous <laughs> for what sort of edges I'll be seeing. I'm just going to let it fly. Let it rip. Uh, yeah, yeah you, go ahead. Yeah, go. No, you, you go ahead. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll no, no, no you go for it. No, no, no. <laughs> say what you were going to say. <laughs> um, outside of him helping in the playoffs and like he's a quote warrior or something. There's really no explanation for how LeBron could have possibly thought this was like the best way for the Lakers to use $45 million this year. Cause it makes so, no sense. Oh wow. I didn't realize they, they yeah, I, I don't look at contracts at all, but the NBA doesn't uh, matter though. Cause you can just pay whatever, as long as you pay the tax, right? You can go. Is that over, how it yeah. works in practice? Mm, kind, yeah, kind of, you can go over, but it like, it restricts what you can do in terms of like player movement and trades and, uh, but matters less than in most other sports. Yeah, like the NFL, you just can't go over, but all the money's fake in the NFL anyway. Hockey, I think, is the one where it has the biggest impact on like teams actually have to trade good players because they can't pay them, which usually isn't the case in like any of the other sports. Yeah, hockey is. I um, I tried to. I thought about having Rick and I were thinking about having a podcast, and I was going to start betting on the NHL and talk about that, and I did it. And it's just I quit because it's I have no idea how that there's like no NHL info out there, absolutely none. There's basically no information about anything on NHL. So like if you can figure it out, good for you. But there is like absolutely nothing out there. I don't know. So I got some like play-by-play data, and then I was like, well, I don't really know much about hockey, and then I couldn't find anything online, and I was like, well, I mean. What am I supposed to do here? Like, what do you like? What I have you some info online? here. I don't really know how to add this up. Like, well, there's just nothing. Like, I don't even know how does <laughs> like hockey rules. work. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about hockey. You know, I know icing is like what something, but I don't really know yeah. how to like heard, um, model how good the people are and how they're shooting or whatever. 
how they have the puck. Like how you know how how long do they have the puck for? Because like the play by play is every nine seconds or thirteen seconds, but like the puck, I don't know. <laughs> the puck change possession. The puck change possession. Yeah, there's some. I think there's some decent public analytic work on the on the hockey side. I mean, their whole thing has always been like, like shooting isn't really like a stable skill and regression. Okay, there's been some, but for sure nothing that like beats the market. Or, no, you know, no, like no, there's no, no. something out there, but like probably, I'm talking helps... about actually using yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah, to yeah. actually bet this tomorrow. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I couldn't that. really. Well, yeah, there's that stuff. I don't know. That stuff just seems so, so not good, right? Like all the adjustments to like shots and. I don't know. It seems so incomplete. I don't know that that in soccer is like, I feel like you got to be so careful with that stuff, knowing nothing about the sport. I heard that um, one of the main data providers for for like not public but uh, like private data providers for one of the big hockey betters like burned down last year, and so they, like seriously, so. Uh, the, they just had to stop betting hockey for a few days or whatever. Like, what burned down? The 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 data warehouse or like yeah the, the I don't, physical house I'm, that was storing the physical servers <laughs> that the programs were running on. You mean the data factory? I, I either heard this on a podcast or read it in a tweet, but I swear <laughs> that's what he said. Uh, that that was Pozzola. Who said that? I was gonna keep betting, but my data burned down. So uh, <laughs> no, you know, I was I was honestly thinking the other day about like I have so much stuff on Microsoft OneDrive. Do I was that. like, do I need to be backing up? Like, what yes. if Mike? Is it possible that Microsoft just like loses everything? That would be like a tough day, you know. Like, I kind of have a lot of stuff on this Microsoft OneDrive. Do you have an external? Just like back it up on an external hard drive. Yeah, I don't have one of those. I guess you travel. It's tough. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you got to kind of live on the wire a little bit. Do we want to hit another question? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? What do you step so on? This, this, this one came in from someone else uh, who is not Hagrid, uh, but they wish to remain anonymous. Um, okay. Do we have any proof based on the amount of farms won and lost that Seth Byrne is actually sharp? Hashtag Green Knights. Okay. Well, I don't know. I haven't been around as long as Stebo, so he's he's probably seen more of Burn than I have. I've seen him a few times, and I know people have said that his NFL is good, and I've read stuff he's written about the NFL, which is right and sounds good. And I've read his like WAB stuff, which is right and is good. Um, and I've also seen him talk about like the Federal Reserve, which is wrong and is bad. <laughs> and I've seen him talk about betting farms on lines that are only open but online for $250 max, which is also, you know, inaccurate. Um, so that's kind of my Seth Byrne experience. He's, I yeah. mean, he's sharp. The farm thing, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the farm thing's like a joke, right? Yeah, like, right, like, like five, here's a market that doesn't exist. That is half rigged that I'm betting a fake farm on, which is why I'm saying a farm and not a dollar amount because you can only bet $500 on bet online and then the line would move 50 cents. And, you know, like yeah, you definitely right. can't bet more than a thousand on this at plus EV. Like 
in theory, right, the farm thing, like, if you get high enough and think about it, like, kind of makes sense. Like, the Big Ten wants Ohio State to make the playoffs, so everybody makes a lot more money. But in reality, it just doesn't work that way or, like, really make any sense. Like, you can – it's like it's like why all conspiracy theories, like, sound, like, plausible enough if you leave out enough details about, like, how things actually happen. And it's, like, kind yeah. of a bit, I think. You know, I have no, a question it's here. A, it's not a bit. I have a I question here really that fits right in with that. Wait, one sec before. All right, so it's not a bit then. So then, yeah, maybe it's just a leak. Like, you know, most smart The thing about the conference championships, I 100% don't think it's a bit, at, at, like, at all. I don't really think Burn really does bits like that. Like, if he were going to do a bit, it would just be like a pun, you know? But do you think he has like ten percent of his net worth on the sides he's giving out? Oh no well, way, right? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't. No, no, no. I mean, not, probably not. That. that would be a farm, right? Like ten percent of your net worth on that say, or something. Yeah, well, a farm can be anything, really. It just depends but on how sure. you it. The implication is it's a lot of money. Yeah, I thought that or was a high percent. A high percent. I thought it was clear, like what? clearly a joke because he clearly wasn't actually betting a lot of money on these. Because no, you can't, be clear, because the limits don't exist. The part that's not a bit is the part where he thinks that the conference championship games are fixed based on who, what, what's going to make the conference the most money. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I believe he definitely, I think he thinks all this for sure. I think yeah. he's being honest. And I, I can't speak on the conference championship. He might be right there. I don't know. Yeah, so you don't think the Federal Reserve rigs presidential elections the federal reserve thing was for sure wrong because i actually had been reading a lot about the federal reserve probably more than any person you'll ever meet in your life and <laughs> I, it was very wrong i don't even remember what it was actually it probably wasn't that wrong it might have been like a going for it down nine points thing you know okay all right so he knows he knows a, a, a good deal of stuff, but some things potentially are contradictory. Do you think but, the groups that are betting the biggest on the NFL know like a lot about the game like Seth Byrne does? You think they know more or less about the game than he does? No, he seems like, like he knows a lot about how the game works and he like charts it and has good stats and knows like what's good and bad. And he's he's usually kind of like lukewarm at least on football outsiders which i think is decent because their stuff's at least like okay right like it's in the ballpark decent not yeah, great I mean, it's better than and i feel like he right. seems when i read seth burns football stuff i'm like i don't know anything about football but and i've never really bet it but it seems solid yeah i think i mean one he's definitely like a historian of the game too and i think he's just like but do you like think the groups cool. that are betting the biggest like know more than him about football or do you think it's more of something like do you know what i mean like if you're betting really a lot on this do you know a lot about football or is that necessary as yeah, someone who's I'm thinking a... about betting on football without knowing anything about football? i don't think it's necessary but i think it's definitely helpful there's no way it can't be helpful in some way unless it like blinds right. you to like what your numbers are saying and like you think because like oh i know that this team like runs 21 personnel in like the fourth quarter like way more than this other team or any other team. And then the team they're playing this week is like very susceptible to 21 personnel in the fourth quarter, like things like that, where you don't really have a quantitative basis for like necessarily. Sounds pretty deep in the lab, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, so I could see how, if you were like focusing on things like that, instead of just like, like how good is this team? And like, 
what should the number be? You could probably lead yourself askew a little bit. And the biggest groups on the NFL probably aren't doing that as much. Like I'm not, I mean, maybe they are, I wouldn't, I guess not, but they definitely could be is the answer. Um, as far as like following the game as a fan, no, I don't think you like need to be as like in the lab watching the games as he is week to week. Like at all. I think he just likes it. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that, um, they probably, the, the groups probably have someone whose job it is to know about that stuff. Yeah. And then they probably have some people whose job it is to do the quant stuff. Just make numbers. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's probable that at least one group doesn't really know the subjective stuff, but I think like some of them probably do. So I yeah. don't know. It's, it's a good question. Checking these basketball scores, Princeton leading by 10 with 17 seconds left. Got them to that. Nice. I had George nice. Mason earlier, and they were up 74-64 with like three minutes left when I checked. And then they lost like 75-74. They didn't score for the last few minutes. Did not help yeah. the minus, whatever. Sometimes it'd be like that. It do be like that. <laughs> You bringing up Princeton just maybe automatically go to Alan Boston's Twitter page. Or... Uh, yeah, UPenn. They beat UPenn. Oh, did they? Yeah, I laid three and a half against the world, and they won by ten. Me versus the world, baby. Nice. <laughs> As Boston would say. Yeah, this basketball stuff in college basketball, it's like stuff gets bet the wrong way so often, and like it's, sometimes it's because – half the team's missing, but you'd like never know it. And sometimes they're not. And it's a absolutely crazy year. So when it gets bet the wrong way and it's not because half the team is missing, is it a head fake usually? I don't know. I I have no idea. It's just the lines are moving a lot and players are missing a lot. And it's just kind of a crazy year, you know? Yeah. Even crazier than last year. I mean, the NBA just seems like if you just know who's playing and can read. Well, the NBA is nuts because half the guys have never played before. It's like, here's this guy. I like, I feel like I follow the league as a fan pretty closely and I've never heard of some of these players. Yeah, I never heard of that. Cat Barber. Cat Barber was one of the players. (laughs) It's not a real person. Yeah, no, he's played a fair bit, right? He's played in a lot of games, I think. He's a vet. Yeah, he did. He did. Treble and Queen was another one. Treble and Queen. The names some of these guys have are pretty impressive. In college basketball and NBA. College a lot of uh, unique names. You don't college, hear them anywhere else. It's college football. You get the best names, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, oh my favorite, uh, David Duke. <laughs> David Duke Jr. on the Nets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's literally, you saw Office Space, right? I feel like everyone's made that joke. Who's like, David Duke in Office Space? No, no, no. Like, um, what's his face in Office Space? Oh, is that where he, the guy, his name's the, that, is that what the soundbite is from? Michael Bolton. Says, and then he goes, Why, like, should, I Why change? should I change? He's the one that sucks. Yeah. And I think yeah, like, yeah, yeah. playing that in regards to David Duke and. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. That, that's, that soundbite is, uh, that Josh Lloyd uses that on the fantasy basketball <laughs> podcast that I listen to. 
makes sense. Yeah, I've seen it on Twitter a couple times. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I think of it every time I see the name David Duke like on the Nets roster. Yeah, speaking of NBA Twitter, I, uh, uh, I'll promote Josh Lloyd. If you play fantasy basketball, his podcasts are really good. But it's kind of niche because no one plays fantasy basketball. Yeah, it's just not. It never really caught on. Yeah. I um, Yeah. Really, no one plays it. I mean, nobody. Mm. Everyone plays fantasy football. Literally everyone plays fantasy football. But people watch the NBA, right? I guess. I don't yeah. Dude, I don't There's know. so many people like those random like you know early season tweets from worldwide um, Wob yeah. Rob Perez that have like eight thousand retweets and it's like some guy that you know made some buzzer beater in like the fourteenth game of you know like most irrelevant thing in the world between like the eleventh and the fifteenth seed in the Western Conference. People are like, oh damn, I can't believe the Lakers have lost like four in a row. You know, people are. I feel like people are pretty into it. Definitely on Twitter. I mean, I think the the answer is there's just so many fucking people in this country that, like, even if it feels like nobody around you follows it, there's so many people that are going to be following it. Like, there are, like, millions of American hockey fans, like, and they live for hockey, and I don't think I've ever met a single one of them. I'm right now living next to the Montreal Canadiens arena. It's, like, the adjacent building. I'm looking at the roof right now. Really? But they aren't allowed to have fans. I was say, is it no fans right now up in Canada? There were fans. I've been here since um, November, but there were. This in January, you can't go anywhere, and we were thinking about going to a game in December. Didn't pull the trigger, and now I guess I don't happened. even know if they have games there, but you like can't go to them. I only got a couple questions. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I've got a bunch more here, but let's can, go. What do you got? We can try to break them up in with the with your questions, Sibo. What was one sec? What do you guys want to talk about? <sighs> you go first, Rick, because I don't know. Like when I say I oh, okay. get, a, I only got a couple. I literally got like one or two. We'll get this one's going to be pretty right controversial. Now? I'm in I'm in New York, Manhattan, chilling. It's snowing. It just started <laughs> snowing again. <laughs> Have you seen that video? I Which yeah, video? you sent it to me. I couldn't. I don't. I never found the part where he said that. He says that in the video. It's just some crazy guy in the street, right? Didn't you send me that one that one time? I've seen that crazy guy in the street before. That's pretty good. It's like two minutes long or something. Sibo, you there? You know, Sibo, we lost Sibo. He might be getting a white cloth from the refrigerator or something. Okay. Yeah. Text from Sibo right. in the chat. Can you hear me? No. <laughs> what about now? Oh, now we can. Yeah, you're back. I think I like accidentally muted myself. Yeah, it's that crazy guy video. Yeah, and he does say New York, Manhattan in it. It's like my friend's favorite. Wait, wait, what? what is he talking about in that? <laughs> They Obviously, he him. talks about a lot of things, but I mean, what's the jog my memory? I'm gonna, I want to find out what the question is right now. One second. He takes Sorry. it into a lot of areas. It's a great video. <laughs> one second. But it's a YouTube Finally. video. You know, it's like yeah. one of those weird YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, the question is, what is your name? <laughs> and then he just goes for like five. It's like, have you seen the Donald Sterling 
um, deposition quote where my name what is my name yeah like, that guy's great they're like he like describes like a, a long sexual encounter with some lady and then it just gets ridiculous and then he gets repeated back to him sir the question is was is this your handwriting <laughs> i'll send you the link um yeah this is great content huh <laughs> Sipo's good for some links um what are you betting on yeah, today Sipo? sucks uh, this game tonight. What NFL? NFL? Yeah. What do you got? I see Rams minus that? three. I see Rams minus three and a half. I bet a good three point two. Cardinals, a good amount of the Cardinals three and a half. Three oh, okay. minus one hundred five. Three and a half minus one hundred eight. Nice. One hundred seven. So we'll see. Um. Yeah, I got some Cardinals four. Yeah. Oh, you got four. Oh, dang. Maybe. Well, Player. four minus one ten is very similar to three and a half minus oh five. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do this. I hope they do. We have them in a pool. Um, and yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Again, <content. laughs> uh, what was it? My say? name. Yeah, what exactly. is my name? Dude, it's so ridiculous. Um, do you have any? Do you have another question that we can use? Yeah, this one's this one's going to be controversial, so we can edit this out if you want, Shepard. No, let's hear um, it. I'm all for controversy. Because we, well, you know, I said this now. We can. Well, this is going to get a lot of people mad at us if we discuss this. Oh, no. oh God. Um, will Will AD abnormally distributed? Oh. Ever show up to any public function after being oh. invited and confirming that he'll come? Oh, probably, right? He'll probably meet up with someone at some point. Or you think it's like a possible, there's no body. <laughs> like it's a complete fake persona. This is an AI generated uh, right. computer. <laughs> What's going on here? No, I think he's a real person and you could meet up with him and shake his hand. Mm-hmm. He's probably picky on who you can meet up with. I've certainly never met him, nor have I, you know, never really tried to connect but i bet you can meet same, up with them same yeah same yeah it's tough it's one of those things right maybe he'll be at bet bash yeah where is bet bash this year vegas and when final four it's uh right? april yeah april the first weekend of april okay are you gonna go Um, if, if, uh, if enough people that I like are going, I might. Yeah, I was thinking about but, it. But I will no, not no be going that I... if that weighs the equation either way. Okay. It would be fun to have you there. You can throw that in the yoga. Although I'd throw my own bet bash. The TBWC bet bash? Where? Definitely in another country, right? Yeah, we'd be going in um, somewhere else, probably. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to like, actually ask that question, he would probably meet up. I don't, I mean, the Slack channel is like kind of. I think he's a real guy that bets money on stuff and has won a lot of money betting sports. And I think he also says a lot of things that aren't true. 
And I think he also bets early on small market stuff and has also made a lot of money. I think that's probably the most realistic option or the most likely scenario, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, I think his numbers make sense most of the time. Sometimes they seem crazy and sometimes he seems like he's trolling and kind of all over the map, inconsistent. But it seems like he's betting on this stuff. I mean, post lines and stuff. He definitely bets it. I mean, he or he says he bets stuff that moves. You know, I think he's actually betting lots of yeah, money I think, on. I think he's. I think he's some of these it. bookmaker golf matchups that will move a lot, especially this week at the Sony Open. There were a few that moved like more than anything ever moves on bookmaker. You know, like ten percent crazy. Yeah, moves. that was. There were a few giant ones this week. I feel like that has not been happening as much. I've no, it never happens. I mean, it makes me think they're like rigged or something. I'm like. What in the world could be happening here that could cause us to move? You know. Yeah. Is Cantley the best golfer in the world yet? Yeah, Cantley and Rom are the two best, and Hovland. Oh wow, awesome. Cantley's going to win a major this year. Cantley has always been disgustingly good, and he hurt his back for many years, and yeah, it kind of derailed he almost, him. He almost died. We've all heard the story. Yeah, I actually I didn't know about it until like last year somehow. No, his his caddy best friend died, got hit by a car or something, right? Is that a rug situation or is that like... No, I think it was just shitty urban design situation or somebody not paying attention. I think they were like drinking, walking home and like it was downtown at midnight somewhere and a car hit his friend or something. Oh. Fucking crazy. And he died, you know, like 24 or whatever. And then his back was out. He's good. He's nothing like... He's good, nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys that are good at golf and are clearly like, okay, they're going to be, like, the best in the world or, like, very top tier. And then there's guys that are, like, even next level. John Rahm is, like, next level. So he and Cantley are, like, the same ability-ish right now. But Rahm is definitely overall better, higher ceiling, more talented by, like, a small degree, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Those are just not well. Fun. Okay. Yeah. Those takes seem reasonable. Hopefully that that is reasonable enough for. Uh, and there's a guy in Stanford who's a sophomore, Michael Thor Bjornsson, who is outrageously good and probably will also be like best in the world in the next few years. How often? Does I mean, it seems crazy to say that about like a college person, yeah. but what? I don't know. He's just like so good, and he just annihilates the ball and his short game's amazing and he's from my uh, hometown oh really he's outrageously good really outrageously good interesting there's a few amateurs that are pretty good like what and they now have a program where the college players if you're good you kind of get hooked up to pga tour membership they give five corn Ferry memberships to the top five college guys and the rank it's kind of like the bcs yeah. Maybe the BCS is even being generous because the ranking system is kind of like biased in predictable ways. Um, and the people that get it is kind of like aligned with various incentives. You know, we might have to have Seth Burn on to discuss further, but it's very like if you're at a blue chip program and you play good golf, you kind of get a corn fairy to a membership if you're like the number one player on your team. Yeah. Um, so he'll probably make it onto tour because the, the best golfer my year, one of the best golfers, literally never made it to tour. This guy, Corey Whitsett who 
played on the Justin Thomas Alabama team, but like just didn't get his tour card because it's really hard to get a golf tour card. Um, but now with like the little link between the college and pro, it like allows more people to just easily get it. Anyway, that Thor Bjornsson guy seems like he's very, very good and will be number one in the world with Rom and Hovland. Because Hovland is, I mean, especially once he picks up his speed, he like is actively increasing his speed and strength all the time yeah, and will soon be one of the longest players. And he, he's just got like such a ridiculous way of hitting the ball that lends itself to speed. And he's so like, I don't know, he's so good. I think it's like him, Rom, Thor Bjornsson. So is this kid like better than like your average number one college golfer? I don't even know if he would be classified as number one. I don't I don't think he is. And I looked at some results the other day and he like finished fourth on his team. But I was watching him with the Western Amateur this year, which was that like course I played a lot growing up. And he was just like so good and he, he either finished first or second or something, but was dominating at it. It's like a pretty good player. He keeps winning a lot of stuff. It's like the distance thing in golf matters so much that when you get someone with good touch, even if they're like six foot four and they otherwise would be like a decent high school point guard and play at like a good D3 school or a bad D1 school, instead they play golf and they bomb the ball and they have great touch around the greens. You know, it's like more and more people are just starting to do that where the skill level is just about to explode in golf, you know? It's like it used to just be random people and now it's like oh you actually have to be really good especially when this guy hits the ball so far and as straight as you you know like athletic talent wise there's actual right. athletes playing golf now right know? like there's a there's a point in hitting the ball further like it gets you closer to making it it's good yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know these right. guys get this advantage automatically almost <laughs> and Thor Bjornsson's enormous you know are you on team yeah, that's they need crazy. to like, roll it back Am I on what? Do you think they need to roll it back? Like roll the ball back or like make changes so people aren't just... No, I think they just need to have courses that are like harder. Make the greens more difficult. Make the rough higher. And like don't be afraid of the winner being a lot over. Like it's... The golf course can be as hard as possible. Any golf course can make itself impossible. You know, it... There are various ways you can do it. But if you're dead set and willing to do anything to make it hard, you can make any golf course impossible. And they just don't do it. And I don't know why they don't do it. And sometimes they get close to doing it. And obviously some weeks it's harder than others. But the characteristics of golf courses that are chosen for these events are pretty similar. And they don't need to be. You know, like it could be anything. You can literally put whatever you want out there. Yeah. I mean, is that maybe just like the players, right? Aren't they the ones kind of influencing courses? I don't don't know how it works at all. I mean, I I think most of those courses have been out there forever, right? Like they've been playing it you can make it really hard in like a couple weeks, right? Pretty much you just grow things out. Yeah. Or even just shave the greens a lot more and yeah. put the pins in tricky places. Like the pins, you could change the, you could do everything the same on two courses, put the pins in hard places versus easy places. And it'd be like a four shot difference. You know, like it matters a lot. You can make it matter as much as you need to. Um, I got a question for you two. Let me know if you want to run with this. Um, See, we got these six o'clock games. Yeah, do you need a second? No. 
Just checking on some stuff here. Have either of you gotten involved in crypto at all? I guess expand that to crypto slash like DeFi or DeFi, however the fuck you say it. <laughs> Any interest in discussing? Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I got into crypto originally because it made it easier to deposit and settle up for betting. But I've held uh, some Bitcoin and Ethereum over the years, and I've actually uh, acquired or accumulated, been accumulating some Solana recently. I don't really know why. It just seemed seemed like a good thing to do. I also have some, uh, one of the guys that I settle up with uh, asked me if I could settle in Terra USD. And uh, he sent me this like website where <laughs> I can uh, like get 20% AP, APY on it. So, Do you so have a referral doing, link? I, or... uh, I can just send it to you. It's, it's from our, it's from a I'm, I'm joking. Banana. It sounds like an ad, you know. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, oh, I see, I see. No, I mean it's like, it seems legit. I I trust the guy. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Right. It's from our mutual acquaintance. Right. I could, um, I figured. Yeah. So yeah, other than that, no. I mean, I don't really know. Like the thing about crypto is, I feel like I read all this stuff about it, but then when I go out and talk to people in the real world. And they want me to explain it to them. I can't do it. Same. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I really, like, I uh, can't. Just, yeah. If you want to get into it, do it. But yeah, I'm literally, like, I'm basically the exact same way. Like, I have like, I've yeah, I got into Bitcoin because it was like, oh, it's an easy way to get money in offshore books instead of like using my bank account. <laughs> and right, then just sort of wanted to have a good amount of it because it kind of felt like a smart thing to do at the time. Um. But yeah, now I don't. Now I'm like, oh, should I like get into NFTs? Like, is that like a good use of my time? And like, it feels like everybody's printing, but most people probably aren't. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I tried to buy some NFTs, just like really cheap ones, just to see if it worked and like see the process. And I just got like, I guess I didn't set the gas fee high enough, so I lost the gas fee, but I didn't end up the transaction didn't process so i just uh, lost like i like kind of three hundred dollar like gas fee every time that's pretty, that's pretty ridiculous <laughs> damn that's crazy you know it's like yeah, i feel gas, like the sharp people in the, in the crypto community that i see are generally in the consensus that bitcoin is superior but that guy who runs eth vitalik he's like very very smart like basically smarter than anyone operating in cryptocurrency or like maybe in the world, you know, he's like outrageously smart. And he is like all in ETH, you know? So I feel like it's perfectly split. On the one hand, I want to trust ETH as the superior one you want to have most of your money in if you don't do anything, if you just like kind of sit there or Bitcoin, you know? I, yeah, but I would, I think, um, and I'm not certain on this, but I would think that he doesn't tell Ethereum as like going, appreciating in value over time. I think he's more concerned with building. Um, Did you just change your headset situation? I feel like I can barely hear you. Oh, sorry. Me? Yeah. Oh, I walked away from my laptop. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, way better now. 
Yeah, I think like, and I've heard this from a few different places. I'm not sure that like what, whatever they're trying to build on the Ethereum network necessarily is like requires the value of it to go up over time. Oh, I got so. I don't. I don't think he. Cares yeah, that about would that. make. I sense. think he's more concerned. Yeah, he definitely would not care about that. Yeah, but yeah. Conversely, I think Bitcoin is supposed to be like sort of a store of value that should go up right. over time, theoretically, right. with, with network adoption. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm long I Bitcoin. Know. I hope it goes up. It's yeah, great for too. settling. It's the best thing. It's it's great. Yeah, but Solana though too is supposed to be solid so right and i think that guy out there um, bankman freed is on board with solana right so anytime you can align with yeah. that guy you're probably going to be winning more often than not do you talk do you talk to Hagrid about this stuff too like everything is no. just i'm out that's on exactly crypto. what Hagrid said okay oh yeah, i've never talked to him that's the thesis where did you hear that I know that Sam Bankman-Fried guy. He's supposed to be like in on Solana, right? Isn't that affiliated with his exchange in yes. some way? I thought it was like his cryptocurrency. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he made it or if he's just like an early investor. I, yeah, like, I don't know. But like, there's like point, I think he's there's just, like ten or twelve options trading companies, and me and Time and C worked at one of them, and this guy Sam Bankman-Fried worked at like the premium one. You know, there's like a bunch of them that are all the same, and then there's like one really good one. This guy worked with a really good one and then quit and then like started his own thing. And now is like what, what, like the 10th richest guy in the world and soon going to be richest and soon going to be richest by a lot. He's just like trying to do it and he's waste, you know, he's way smarter than the other people trying. And yeah, it's kind of crazy to watch him just do it. <laughs> he's like our age, you know, it's just like some guy. He's yeah. obviously really smart, but, but like he's not, he's just some guy, you know? Right. Yeah, that's the. But I think you want to be. I think you want to be on his team. I definitely want to be on his team. Right. (laughs) If I can be, especially if I do no work. Yep. Yeah. So long crypto is the answer, to some degree. Maybe that's. And Dinon Draft claims that he worked at the same company, Jane Street Capital, is what the premier options firm is called. Sam Bankman-Fried worked there, and Dean on Draft also worked there. It's like the, the is, premier. The same one as you? No, I worked at the regular one. <laughs> Me okay, and Time and C just worked at like your run-of-the-mill, whatever. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. 10 or 12 of them that are all the same. Then yeah. there's one that's the premier. Yeah. And I guess that Kroger. was like adjacent, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I worked at Kroger, worked at just like one of the grocery stores. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Kroger's solid. I don't – what is – Dean says he bets, does he? Have you have either of you like ever talked to him? I have talked to him a couple times, like for a couple messages, and I think he bets. I think he bets for a living, um, college basketball. He seems. And I think smart. he's made a lot of money doing it, and Subtle I think he's kind of out or in. Hmm. Subtle what? What were you gonna say, Rick? Subtle alter subtle alterity met him at uh, summer league last year in Vegas. So, okay. Well, then we'd so have to talk to Settle for the official account. Oh yeah, no, he has like an Instagram. He's not. Um, the 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 post about like dating about how he solved dating is apparently not shtick. It's like no, it's dead serious. serious about that whole thing. I know. I messaged him about mm-hmm. that on Telegram. I messaged him about that one. 
That was like an all. That was an all-time post. <laughs> that was. It's great when people just like you know when crazy stuff like that is happening. When people are just posting stuff, yeah. it's like other people are you know. <laughs> yeah, I like forgot about this. I that got thousands of likes, I think, or thou- or like a lot of comments, or even like a lot of random people engaged with it. You know, that's when it gets good when the. You know, there were a lot of people hating on it. They were just, they didn't follow him. You know, they just found it. What? I need That's to, what like, the that... free marketplace of ideas is all about. <laughs> yeah. He just tweeted out his dating advice, which was, you know, not exactly that complex and maybe a bit overstated. And he kind of oversold it a little bit. Yeah, but credit to him for putting Sound it out there. Sound advice nonetheless, yeah. I'm always down to get some Dean on draft takes. I love that guy. He's, yeah, I, he really he says just, what I mean, he thinks and just throws exactly. it out there and trolls people. And he's it's great to have guys like that in the ecosystem. And he actually bets a lot of money. Like he, or at least one time did. Maybe he's retired now or doesn't win anymore. But for sure, at one point, he was betting a lot of money on basketball and winning, and has won, I think, a lot of money for himself doing that, just from his own origination. You know what I mean? I think he's like really earned it. And Rick, you can probably comment on this more. Like high-ish, like level analytics takes on the NBA kind of feel pretty uniform. And I guess on college too, he definitely seems like he. I don't know if he's trying to be contrarian, but he thinks about things differently and just sticks with what he's going with. Right? <laughs> he tries yeah. to be ultra contrarian. He like no, seeks he whatever the regular opinion is and does the opposite and is like, "Can I make this work?" And then he picks the ones that he can kind of make work. I think he's yeah. the ultimate contrarian. <laughs> I think Shen Goon should end up being really good. That's one of his major takes right now. I Who's was trying that? to buy up some uh, Alperin Shen Goon. Is that how you pronounce that last name? Yeah. Shen Goon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I've always been saying uh, Sangan. Then you're outing yourself no, as someone that doesn't watch all the games, bro. Casual, bro. I don't know what to tell you, but I bought NBA League Pass this year since I started betting the NBA, oh. and I try to watch every game, and I'm blacked out of every game, no matter where I am in the world. I'm just constantly blacked out of every game. Like, I can get 20% or something, but I am blacked what? out everywhere I go. Damn. I just click on the I'm game, and then it says, you are not, yeah, so once I, I just hooked this up, though, so I should be able to get around that. Because the golf is literally impossible to watch anywhere because ESPN Plus will only show it if you're in America. Oh, and Golf cool. TV will only give it to you if you have a non-U.S. bank account. And I don't have a non-U.S. bank account, so I literally cannot buy the international version. But unless you're in the U.S., you can't watch ESPN Plus unless you hook up the VPN, the Roku, which I did yesterday. Wait, you can't use ESPN Plus in Canada? No, it just says, like, this, this area not supportive. You might be able to if you buy it with like a Canadian bank account, maybe. I don't think so, though. For me, for sure, it says you are not allowed to watch it. There's like zero illegal golf streams. I don't think I've ever found an illegal stream. No, there's nothing. I'm always looking for anything. And like sometimes I don't have any money on it and I want to watch it. You know what I mean? Just have it on in the background. I know what you mean. I watched the uh, Sony Open. These Hawaii tournaments are brutal, though, with Steve Sands. I mean, I kind of threw some tweets against him. I'm sorry, Steve Sands. You know, <laughs> he seems like a nice enough guy, but 
come on, like, don't you want to think about what you say out loud sometimes <laughs> and not just like say anything the network tells you to say, which is advertising. I mean, I mean, he is talking about points, but every time, like, oh, so Hideki Matsuyama, you got 6,000 to one. 100 bucks, you get 6,000 back. <laughs> that's great. And then Mark Rolfing is like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't really seem like that's high enough. He's basically drawing dead to win. And the season's like, well, well, it's fun, right? You know, he's like just begging you to bet on points bet. And he, he doesn't even care. The golf channel's just telling him to like read the ad. You know? But that's how you get to the top. And it's amazing. He's like gone from nothing to now he is the backup play-by-play guy. I mean, the golf channel is just pretty brutal in general. Now, yeah. the, the coverage, I, yeah, I can't. That Henley, did you watch any of that? You oh, said yeah. you had Henley outright, and he lost in pretty brutal fashion. Yeah, that was the first brutal beat of the year. That was fun. That was like yeah, 90% and, uh, to 0% in the course of an hour. Yeah, he was definitely north of 90 at one point. He was up like, wasn't he up like five with nine to go? Yeah, he was up a lot. He was good. He was he had it, and it was, all came back, and Hideki hit some good shots. but I was watching the football. Are you there? Where? Can you hear me? Oh, cool. Okay, I thought we lost. I thought I lost you for a second. Yeah, I was watching the football and I was just like monitoring it, and then like he went from like up four to like up one really fast. Um, yeah, he was pretty nervous. Hideki was like balling out. I mean, he really wanted to. He was really hyphy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell. Yeah, I do like the one thing I do like about the Hawaii is the primetime golf. Primetime golf is pretty sick. Instead of just like having to waste an entire nice like spring Sunday afternoon watching. Oh games. yeah, well those are kind of nice sometimes too. Right? They're very nice. It's just like then I feel guilty if it's like oh cool like. Especially with some HHI white claws going. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what was the last question? I don't know. I think we lost chat him here for a bit. Oh, is he no, I'm still here. here. Oh, hey, nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't know much about golf anymore, so. Yeah. Nah. Well, Did you guys what... see this Rovell tweet? <laughs> no. Nah, what do you got? Calling me a racist is cute. On this day, especially, I have one of the largest Martin Luther King Jr. collections in the world, and some of my closest friends are black. There's no way. He literally. I mean, Ravel is like, he's like some guy from high school that, you know, I'm glad I'm not in high school anymore and I don't have to hear him talk anymore. Like, what's his at? Are we going to engage with Ravel? He's like, what? He's the dumbest guy in the world? He's probably the dumbest guy in the world. I blocked him. He He blocked me. I saw him in the the streets of Cleveland last year during the, or like two years ago for the All Star game when it was there. Did you say anything? No, I didn't because I couldn't tell if it was him or not. And then later I saw he was at like a he was at homage doing a like a pack opening or something. What, what so it was can you collect him. of like what Martin Luther King swag can you collect? I don't I have no idea. He deleted the tweet. But. <laughs> it's real. He he must have realized that the when you're like when you're saying my closest friends are black, like when can that ever be the right thing to say? Just like the fact that you're not self-aware enough to not say that. Like after like I feel like that's been like 
something that people have mocked publicly for like 30 plus years now like saying you have like a black friend doesn't make you not racist and it's like everybody would understand that at this point and he just had no idea yeah can you yeah, guys hear it, that when what the when it says final or is that only never mind no I never mind i mean i also agree with phil like there's no need to engage. Yeah, yeah, but that that's this is one of his all-time great tweets. I feel. Yeah. You know I mean, that was pretty. Yeah, even for him, that's like pretty ridiculous. Did you have another question? See no, that was literally it. I did this like five minutes before we started. I just figured we'd find stuff to talk about. Yeah. Do you have um. Else? Yeah, he uh, Hagrin said a bunch here. He had some serious ones. Uh, um, uh, how has the bookmaker feed going down influenced markets in your opinion? I don't actually know. I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't think it's been that big of an influence for me personally. I guess like, uh, I did notice when it was down, it's kind of back now, but it still, it still goes down sometimes. But when it was down for like that month, you would definitely see Bookmaker be more out of whack with the rest of the market in terms of prices sometimes. For what, you know what I mean? For college football. For college football, especially, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was when I really started to notice it. It's just crazy to me, like how can that be? Pe- like people with influence really don't have another way to get the bookmaker price. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, right? I guess maybe they're just not. Maybe they weren't paying attention. I don't know, but it seems kind of ridiculous that you can't just like look at it and like check it every hour. I don't know. Yeah, the big one, the big, the big groups should have some other way yeah, you to, so. to just scrape it in. You're telling me they can't do that? It's so weird. Yeah. No, I think I think they do. They just bookmakers still hanging in the line because they won't bet it, right? Until someone bets it, they're not going to move it. They're kind of like just making their own prices. Yeah, but why would it be different when the the feed goes down? Is it any different the, the, on on the Don Best screen? Yeah, I noticed right. it was. It was a little out of whack for college football when the feed. No, was I mean, I feel like the feed's been down my entire life. The feed's been down for at least the last four years, like mostly or half, or it's always kind of down, right? On Donbass, you can never rely on the bookmaker. Yeah, that's right. But when it's out, though, like the other day on that Sunday, it, yeah, like well, the whole market went down. I guess so. It's just it's it's. It seems strange to me that the biggest inf- like market influencers rely on Don Best. I mean, that's like the Farf tweet, right? Yeah. Yeah, you well, got to do it different, I guess, I guess. I mean, I'm still subscribing, so I'm doesn't. still simping. Right. No, I, meant, I meant the one yeah. about like, it's crazy how like when a single shitty piece of software goes down, an entire like billion dollar industry stops or whatever it was. This was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one too. That's one of the classics. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. 
I mean, as far as like market influence goes, I, yeah, they, I guess, like you said, they were off a little bit on with other shops on some stuff, but yeah, I think it's just an opportunity to put more volume on bookmaker if you're better. And I don't really win there. I mean, I've put a lot of volume on there. They're, I feel like their lines are pretty good. Even when you think they're bad, it's like, I feel like I kind of have the heuristic of trust bookmaker a little more than you think you should. Like their lines are pretty good. The, the closer you get to game time, that's definitely true. But, but like in the mornings, sometimes when they'll be off like a half point, if, if it's something that I bet, I, I I'll just fire it. Like, Oh I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, I do like it. almost all my volume. On the- <laughs> I hear you. I'm definitely. Yeah. But if it's like, I don't want like, cons- like. Yeah. But if I'm like considering like fading, a move like closer to post, which is pretty rare. But if I am and like bookmaker has the best price, I might, might pass it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You mean if bookmaker is against you, you're going to pass it. Yeah. They probably yeah. If it's, if it's, yeah, if, if it's very, if the market is pretty mature, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I really bet a lot of golf on them because they have so much golf there, but they definitely take some bets, which is nice. I, I wish there were more sites like but betonline.ag, which also takes some bets. BetOnline, still taking $100 max on futures everywhere, on everything. Yeah, and nitrogensports.eu, which takes small bets, but something, at least. I'm blocked by every single person that works at BetOnline and is public-facing, but I just like... I need to know. There has to be a reason because they take a lot on other stuff. And it's like, you took $10,000 or $5,000 on like Dylan Wu's fourth round matchup against a guy no one has ever heard of. Whoa, Wesley Bryan, we've all yeah, heard of. Yeah, Dylan Wu, maybe we haven't yeah, heard of. Yeah, right. But, but you're that, was a great, that was a great win for Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Go, Dylan. You're taking like $100 on like the best golfers in the world to win the biggest tournaments in the world. Yeah, I think it's a clear leak, and there could be someone to beat sweet. them in the market, which will probably be coming soon. Yeah, that would be sick. So what should we talk about here? Should I ask some controversial questions? I've got yeah, a bunch yeah. of controversial questions. For I would love for some controversial questions. Oh, my friend here. Do you have an unconventional take on, well, this is the least controversial. Do you have an unconventional take on the ending of a semi-popular book or movie? Mm. Any hot takes about like movies or books or something? Most people that complain about the endings are usually wrong. I don't know. Any, any, I thought the game game of Game of Thrones ending was fine. I think, uh, I just finished it, so it's fresh in my mind. Everyone was upset about Danny. Uh, have you guys seen it? I don't want to spoil it. Everyone was you upset because Danny was like, yeah. Well, anyways, I thought it was fine. Same with Sopranos. I thought the Sopranos ending was, was actually kind of perfect. It doesn't have to be the ending in particular. It could just be the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Game of well, Thrones thing like went from... like. 
wow, it's incredible how sh- how this like it's so cool how incredible the show is and like intricate. To this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking watched in my life. Like in in terms of the public really? discourse, and it went way too oh. far the second way. I think. Wow. What? Yeah. Well, the it it the climax is at the end of season six, I think, when when John's the John Snow yeah, reveal happens. That was kind of re- wait. Was that good? Or, oh, you mean that? Like, that's the real climax. Of what you're to me, it was good. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, but that's kind of the climax of the series, and then after that, it's all kind of what happens next? winding winding it down. Yeah. But also, like the book, they were kind of in a tough spot because the book hasn't been finished, so they ran out of material. That subreddit has been so funny to monitor for the last like eight years the book series subreddit because it's just <laughs> every day it's like i heard like the next one's almost coming out guys <laughs> they've, been, they've been writing Dude, the same post for a decade there's no way he's gonna finish that series right he's gonna he's he's like how long do people live now like they're definitely living he's like older. 80 he doesn't seem like he takes super good these days they live for a while he, I mean, these books are really yeah. long, and it doesn't seem like he's anywhere near finishing the sixth one, and then he still has to write the whole seventh one. Like, it's yeah. probably not going to happen. I think they should just hire someone else. To, they're going to hire someone else to do it at some point, because there's so much money to be made if they release two more. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is kind of fucked. I don't. I think he should be able to, to uh, disallow that. But... I feel like I'd be kind of sick if it just never ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, I honestly don't remember watching the last season of Entourage at all. Like, I know I did. Like, did like, what happened? Like, they just it worked out for them, right? That's probably that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it mostly worked out, right? Yeah, no. Vince, I don't know if it was Vince the last season. Hurdle sold all his Avion shares, but then Vince bought him back secretly. So when it went huge. Vince was so long, so he gave him back to Turtle, and he didn't not win the millions. So he was good. Drama show yeah. was good. The Johnny Bananas animated show with Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about He that. got married to Sloan, and Vince got married to the girl that the episode before said she'd never marry him. And then in between the episodes, they got married. And then on the next episode, they were together. <laughs> so I think it did mostly work out. Yeah, they get divorced in the movie, but but, uh, the movie was. Other than that, they just picked a lot of people. Oh, yeah, that's another. The 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 entourage movie is good. Yeah, they're just the only thing. It's like some people just stick out. It's like who are like why is this person like being? Well, I guess should the entourage movie be legal? Is my question. What do you mean? (laughs) I don't know. Is this about the gambling thing? (laughs) Well, should it be legal? I said. Heroin should be illegal. No, I'm just wondering if the Entourage movie should be illegal. Not sufficiently libertarian for you. <laughs> I hope Robin Hanson doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> we Are Your Friends is another um, really, really, uh, what's the, what, what, like, uh, it has like 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's an objectively good movie. What's it about? It's got the guy from Zach American Efron. Beauty who is gay for yeah. Kevin Spacey, weed dealer across the street, who has the bag that he films. 
He is Wait. the ultimate DJ, married to Emily Ratajkowski. Oh, I started watching and Zac this. Zac Efron is the up and coming DJ, oh and he's God. trying to learn the ropes slash stealing his girl. I we started watching this, and I was like, fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like you, very you, bad, I would say. What do you yeah, but what do you expect going into this movie, right? I guess maybe that's part of it. Like people need to calibrate their expectations a little bit better. Yeah, I thought it was good. Those are my takes. <laughs> okay, so we don't really have too many takes. What I mean, Phil, do, do you have an American Beauty take? Um one of my favorite movies. I think American Beauty is like okay and is fine and solid or whatever. I don't think I have too many takes. I feel like there's definitely a decent case saying it's like a really good movie, which is decent and wrong. And there's a case saying it's like a really bad movie, which is decent and wrong, which makes it kind of an unusual movie. And I think it's very like, it's very 2000s America, you know, it's very like time and place type of movie that I think will age very well independent of how good it is just because of it's very like time and place you know time and place what do you think there's no cell phones in it i just mean like that is such like a 2002 america i got you yeah like that is just i don't know it's kind of like i feel like captures life in that time period very well in a way that is independent of the movie almost you know what i mean sure. it's just there it's very like boring life suburbs america high income nothing you know same way boyhood is kind of a little bit later but same idea you know, both kind of capturing the mood boyhood was pretty crazy yeah, in boyhood's that, great, that, especially because it's not, like our age. You know, if you're 30 yeah. years old right now, or within five years, boyhood made, is like your life. Like, it's pretty crazy it happened. Yeah. I think it's definitely overrated, the actors being the same, but it kind of is cooler because they are the same, you know? Yeah. It's like it's more than that. Like, that alone is nothing. Whatever, the actors are the same. Who cares? Like, yeah, I guess maybe that's something. The movie is cool in and of itself. I don't really have too many crazy takes on movies. I really don't like the usual suspects of other Kevin Spacey movies. I think that movie is like a joke. Um, I really don't like the current um, Marvel movies, which I guess is like a pretty mainstream opinion, though, but I'm on a lot of. Um, international flights and they always have marvel movies available to watch so like all around you for eight hours is every screen you know is or not every screen but probably half the screens are watching a marvel movie and a quarter of them are watching like some weird dakota johnson like hbo movie or something or uh, she's on a date in new york uh, not yeah you know, it's like the same <laughs> movies every time and you've got like the one guy that's just watching the flight tracker for five hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're not like good. They're fun or they can be fun. If you just I've never really seen any of them, but I just like, 
I look at them and like stuff's exploding and there's like laser beams flying and it's like yeah I know you're watching this and like 80 people die and like something explodes and someone else flies it's like what are you watching (laughs) but uh maybe I'll have to give them a chance some of them get pretty ridiculous if you see them in a crowded theater when people are for it it can be fun Right, like I don't want to be against them. I just I, when I see them on the flights, they're oof. Flight movies are so brutal, you know. They're, there's never any good movies on flights. Were there any other controversial questions? Let me see. Okay, there's a few. There, I mean, there's a lot. Okay, who is in your personal van? Um, six people, <laughs> like imagine you're in an SUV driving across the country sure. and it's the six other most annoying people imaginable who are the people <laughs> in, in the van, you know what I mean? <laughs> like in my van, there's probably Nate Silver and like that guy, um, Brett Weinstein, I think his name is, Eric Don't Weinstein on Twitter. Um, Brett, anyway, Brett Stevens. Yeah. No, no, no. Weinstein. Weinstein. Brett Weinstein. Okay. Eric Weinstein, maybe? It's like well, a. Yeah, I think you're. Teal Capital Math Brett Guy is his, is his bio. Yeah. Eric. Eric. But Weinstein. he has a brother. There's two of them. There's Eric and Brett. And I forget which one is the annoying one. <laughs> I think it's Eric. I don't know. Nate Silver's a pretty good one. Ugh. I and the, um, Dave top. Portnoy. Dave Portnoy. Not a Marshall guy. I can't even imagine. Like, I, I'm i almost vomiting just, like, thinking about it. You know, like, I'm physically repulsed. If that's, like, um, part of your brand. Like, Barstool I swag. I couldn't. It's so brutal. It's so cringeworthy. It, like, makes it hurts, you know? Especially seeing, like, grown men engage with it. It really hurts. I'd have to think about this one for a little bit because yeah like my instant reaction is just the PFF guys but there's probably better answers yeah yeah all right you obtained recent knowledge that a major historical event did not play out like the world thinks it did the conspiracy actually happened what do you do (laughs) (laughs) okay this might be a bad question What's your favorite Wait, conspiracy uh, theory? Can you? <laughs> what are we going to do? An like, example. I don't know. I'm reading like, questions from another person. Like, would it be like if you found so out? So, like, the Bush CIA... actually did 9/11. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah, are you supposed to like tell other people or like spread the word? All right. You are named campaign manager for Donald Trump slash Ron DeSantis slash leading Democrat, leading Democrat, 2024. You are fully in charge of their can- of the candidate. They will do whatever you want. What is your plan slash strategy? Oh, I would um yeah, I would have them ban gambling. <laughs> for, sure. for sure. For sure. Okay. And then, and then probably so, so they'll campaign on banning gambling. And and then de-legalize marijuana, but then decriminalize it. Okay. So that it's just not, yeah. The pot um, thing's a no, lot. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. What? I said the pot thing is kind of a lot. 
I mean, yeah, I don't think it should be not I mean, it's legal. Whatever. It's just no, yeah. no, no. I'm not saying it's like bad for anybody. I mean, more like it certainly shouldn't be um, criminalized. Yeah, no. I, but, I mean, I would not. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I mean, it's the same. It's the same way I feel about the gambling thing. It's just like maybe it's more just knowing people who like lean way too much into it and are just like. Yeah, their I, life I didn't mean. Like, I didn't mean to bring this. No, yeah. we're talking. Sorry, about I didn't mean to bring that up again. <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you I don't know. To, like, uh, um, you ever been to like a degenerate racetrack before, where like yeah, people are betting on stuff that like they don't have a lot of money, but they're like betting, yes, kind of a lot of their net worth, similar amounts to me. There's like a yeah. there's like a metal. Those places lands. are pretty brutal. Like where the Giants and Jets play, there's a casino and there's like right. a racetrack. Oh, oh, I've bet on every racetrack. Oh, I know okay. the Meadowlands. And like, okay, I didn't know if it was like widespread or not. It's just like there's a room where like the horses are racing on a TV, and it's just like a room with folding chairs and like dollar hot dogs for sale, and people just like stand in there for nine hours, like with the racing forms in their hands, betting on horses from like God knows where. Yeah. On like a Tuesday night in January, and it's like this is it's your great. life. It's like the ult. It's the ultimate gamble. The yeah. horses. Yeah, for sure. The ponies. It's crazy. It was the first, my first start in gambling was trying to beat ponies, and I did not do a very good job. Like, were you? And did not do very well. Were you actually like modeling it out, or were you just like, not? I mean, horses? kind of in some sense of the word. <laughs> Definitely wasn't putting too much good together, and I was betting at not great prices. Yeah, the but first it's crazy thing. watching them when you like you know win some, lose some with crazy you know 20 to 1 shots and exactos yeah. and shit <laughs> the yeah that was the first thing i ever like thought about with gambling i used to like use like a pen and paper and like write out things about all the horses in the kentucky derby every year when i was like 13 14 15 and, like trying to figure out which one i was going to pick and then i'd like run pools we would have like a kentucky derby party and i'd run pools where everybody would get a horse and I literally don't think I've bet on horses since. I think it's pretty tough to win. I'd say, isn't it the the rebates are insane though, right? Can't you get a ton of money back just doing that? I think it's like harder than anything to win at. And you can win, yeah. and it's also harder than anything. I can't believe it took two hours for this person to come up, but Quantum bets the horses, right? <laughs> he's quit a few times yeah. I've messaged him a few times to come on the podcast Quantum who's written best books about sports betting you'll ever find are all written by Quantum Sports as crazy as that may sound if you've seen his Twitter feed but his books are very good and lucid you know he hasn't tweeted much recently I wonder I hope he's okay I think I he's okay I, mess, I messaged him recently about um, I was considering going to Japan and I <laughs> learned that you cannot go to Japan. And he was like, how are you thinking about getting in? You know, he was a few questions in and I was like, oh, didn't realize that. Okay, I'll take it out there. He's got one right. of the great like tweets of all time or like Twitter threads where he, I think he started talking about how you can't like bet like uh, the bookmaker baseball limits are a joke. <laughs> and then like, down downstream like five tweets from that he starts talking about whether or not he would shoot trump in the head if given the chance and whether or not he would shoot uh president uh the the um the president uh whoever the fucking china guy is he would shoot him but yeah. not trump okay Z. yeah yeah G. 
Yeah, just great, just great stuff. Yeah, he might. He really he might is the goat. Of, he really is. He might just be the best. Period. Ever. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, outside of him, I don't really see any other like too much. I guess I haven't really gotten in the weeds on it. Like consistent horse betters on gambling Twitter, but maybe that's because I just follow sports people. I don't know. Yeah, I just realized everything I just got. What's that? What'd I don't say? think horse racing should be legal. <laughs> it seems right. pretty shitty. What shit? <laughs> Why not? Just like abusing horses. Just all down. I do think they're gonna do something yeah. about like gambling advertising at some point. That's the thing we'll probably come. I after. hope so. No, I don't think so. so. Yeah. Do you remember? I mean, you remember the DraftKings commercials it's like six years ago, right? I mean, it's like. Yeah, but those got shut down. Didn't they get shut down because like it wasn't the the um the money? Like they didn't have a piece of the pie, basically. The NFL probably. I also yeah, think or like whoever. they were just like. It was like forty percent of NFL game commercials were just like morons. Like they got the dumbest looking people on purpose, being like, "I won twenty seven thousand dollars on DraftKings," and like, "I'm an idiot, and you can too." And I think people just <laughs> <Yeah>. got annoyed. <laughs> There's an ad in uh, Montreal for a casino in Quebec, which is two old people who say they really like coming to this casino. Like the Woods Casino or something, because they always win, and they really like the machines, and they repeat the same machines, and they have machines we like, and we win, and like that's the whole app. It's like a persuasive. <laughs> they just keep saying we win, we win, we win, and we like the machines. That's a persuasive argument. It's ridiculous when they do yeah. those ads, but, you know, and it's like it's so blatantly lying. I to answer your question. If I found out a conspiracy theory was real, I would probably just like tell my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to think how you could profit off of it, but like, it's not that you know beforehand, right? So you can't really do anything with it. Like, yeah, it's not like I, going back in time. If I could, yeah, well, yeah. If I could have, if I could have known about nine eleven, I would have did like whatever those people did with the options, where they bought a bunch of like, or they sold a bunch of. Uh, airline like, calls or yeah, whatever. Calls on the wrote wrote right? a bunch of puts or whatever. Yeah, I don't know any. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I got. <laughs> no, who was? It? Did someone make like a bajillion dollars doing that? They did something. The thing where the the it. stock, the stock go down and you make you make the money. That, I would have done <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> you know what's 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 so crazy is about Dean on draft is that. He was so sharp because he worked at the same company and Bank Street worked at um, Jane Street Capital. And I was like, oh, damn. This guy like must be so smart because they only take like, the smartest people at Jane Street. And then he tweeted out a question like last year about the market that was so elementary. It was like, well, you couldn't have possibly worked at Jane Street. Like, what? What is this question? This is like so elementary. Yeah, How do you not know the answer? What was the question? I don't remember. I think he was he was asking about like how to open up an account to trade or like whether it was a good idea to buy a put option or not if you thought the stock was going to go down or something like wait what <laughs> like, 
Yeah, that, that was a, that was a really good. Those that that's a really good. Um, Plus EV had had some tweets like that last year about like with the game stock stuff where he was like, "Yeah, I, I would I, I would uh, make a lot of money if I could figure out how to how to buy call options." Like, what are you talking about? It's like yes. you can do that in like two minutes. It's yes. not hard. If I thought the price was gonna go up, how could I profit off of that? <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're like a 40-year-old man. You don't know how to buy a call option. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. He, he's great. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Very smart. Right. <laughs> For sure. What else? What are we thinking for the American Express tonight? Oh, <laughs> this God. week? I'm thinking I haven't even looked yet. Yeah, me neither. Is Tiger Woods back yet? No. Do you I don't think know he's if he's going to come gonna... back stronger than ever. I don't no. think so. I don't know. He sounds pretty weak. Gotcha. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really know. It's hard. He's always lying. Everything he ever says is a lie. So you can't really trust anything. But I think he's actually hurting and actually not playing and actually is like getting pretty old and might like not really play that much anymore. I mean, he like snapped his leg, right? Yeah. I mean, what's he going to do? Like, once you... how are you oh, going to like get high on prescription drugs when you're Tiger Woods, let alone then go operate a motor vehicle in like, I've never been high on prescription drugs, but like, what do you, how high, how long, how long are you high for? Like, how is he driving for the, one hour or two hours that he was, you, you couldn't have planned around this, you know? It's insane. Didn't he like yeah. wake up late or something? Well, he has children too, you know? That's the fucked up part. But yeah, they're Ridiculous. pretty strong, dude. I've never had one, but they're, I, I hopefully never will. They're pretty scary. I've been Tiger's saying crazy. we need to. And his dad was crazy, and he's crazy, and prescription drugs. it's like a whole. It's a crazy family over there. You said we should ban prescription drugs? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he's to just get, trolling from earlier in know, the but... conversation. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, he does have access to basically the best what medical and recovery care that like anybody in the world could afford. Did you see that um, YouTube video of his house? No, was it sick? That's pretty cool. It's like a uh, big compound in Florida. A lot of different like parts to it, you know. Yeah, I mean, cool. It's like really on one hand, like really nice house, giant compound. On the other hand, like you live in Florida full time. It's like, eh. Right, it's weird. All the golfers that live in Florida, it's like Florida's kind of a crazy place, right? Now. You can live like wherever you want, and you're choosing to live there. I guess if you want to practice a lot, it makes sense. But like, well, I'm surprised more of them don't live in California. Then are there just less courses in California? California's hard. I mean, you got I don't know. California's tough. Yeah, but these guys have a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, it's just tough. To, how are you going to play golf every day in California? Where are you going to play? I don't know. The, and like, like, where are you going to live? Are you going to drive there every day? I don't know. It's really expensive out there. Yeah, Florida, you can live on a flight. Where are you? Day. Are you flying from LAX everywhere? Do you got to be near LA? I don't know. Probably have to be right, LA or San Diego. I think that maybe Max Homa lives out there. I know he went to um, school in Cal, and I think he's from LA. Talks about LA like it's home. He yeah, might he, live out there. Didn't, didn't he say when he won at Riv that he like grew up dreaming of playing? Yeah, something? I think so. Something like that. You're probably not. I think you're out on him, right? On him what? On him as like a golf Twitter personality. 
Oh, I don't know. He seems fine. He's, I mean, he, he seems pretty good. Like in terms of what golf is going to get, like that's a pretty good outcome. I think he kind of like trolls people for their swings and accurate ways. And like, he says mostly true stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. But better than Mickelson. I mean, that's insane. What is he thinking ever? He's thinking, how can I get rich doing this? I don't think he's ever thinking. I don't. I don't think there's much going on. Did you? See, he was doing. What did he do? Color commentary for the PGA that one year or something? He's such a ham on camera. It's unbelievable. It's like he's a professional actor or something. He's it's really. He seems like he's something doing, to watch. He's doing a bit like half the time. I know. He's really like hamming it up. He'll be, I mean, he'll be the next Faldo, right? I think he's campaigning to be. He must he's, be, right? Like, who else Who else would even like, be in consideration for that? Hopefully not Paul Azinger. I mean, at least Mickelson knows what's up. He'd be a great upgrade. Yeah, Mikkel, exactly. He can, like, comment intelligently on things. Oh, totally. He'd be I mean, great. He'd probably be as good as anyone. Faldo's pretty awful. Just, like, really about as bad an outcome as you can have. There was a guy on um, Sony, I don't know who it was, but I heard a voice on, like, every hole. And he was saying pretty, like, I mean, it was all stupid, but it was, like, pretty reasonable in touch with the tour type of stuff. Like, yeah. oh, this guy's been practicing or isn't or likes this type of golf for this reason. You know, he's just some guy, but pretty solid. Yeah, it's better than what we usually get. Yeah. It's, yeah, it'll, I mean, it'll be Phil. I don't know who else it would be. There's no one else that even comes to mind. What else we got? I don't know. I think I ran through the Hacker questions, the ones that, um, the ones that make sense to do. There were some good ones in there. Yeah. Hacker was definitely an inquisitive guy. <laughs> yeah. What else? What about the no more controversial questions? Are there any betting topics? Let me see. Is this still a gambling podcast? Well, like, uh, (laughs) these questions are kind of aggressive, but (laughs) here's the first round. Okay, so my friend proposed this game called Firing Squad, where there's a preset amount of questions that get aggressively more like difficult to answer. And if you decline to answer, you're out. You have to keep keep answering. And whoever lasts the longest wins the firing squad. Any survivors win. Anyone who doesn't answer loses the game. And everyone else continues. So the first round is which college football coach do you think would make the best gambler? Explain why. That's a good question. Uh, the best. The Nevada coach. I got to look up who it is. Ken Wilson. Where's the why? Hmm? Like, why do you think so? Oh, he's... Did this? No, that's not. 
Uh, yeah, he's he's like sharp. It's not Ken Wilson. It's the old coach. He must have gotten a job at a new school. Who would be the worst? Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, Ferentz maybe. I mean, he has good teams. Where does he coach? Iowa? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. None of them? He's been coached for 23 years. 22 yeah, years. Every, like, 10 years, he wins, like, 9 or 10 games, and they give him a bajillion-year extension for a lot of money. <laughs> and then they go 5-7, and seven, like, repeatedly. And, but they can't buy him because they would owe him too much money. Jay Norvell was the Nevada guy I was thinking okay. of. I would say Billy Napier would be one Billy of Napier. my uh, worst guys. I just just purely based on watching. I had like a bet on uh, Lafayette, and and I think it was it was the COVID season. And uh, just like so, I watched a bunch of his games, and he's just like, and it like it, it was insanely stupid in the games that I watched. I know he, he recruited well, and he might be good at like X's and O's, but the in-game stuff was horrible. So I'd say Napier for worst, and Norvell for best. Second round. Which previous podcast guest do you think is the dumbest? Uh, <laughs> Controversial. I'll say myself. <laughs> no, you can't say that. Yeah, no, it's such a cheat. It's a way to cheat out of it. These are like impossible to answer. That's a tough. That's what one. I said, someone sent them to me. I was like, I can't really. No one can really answer this. Okay, I'll go with this MWPGT guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have. I forgot. Subtle Artarity was on. I should have said him. All right. He seems like a pretty smart guy, though, right? Yeah. I think he's just messing with him. It's debatable. Yeah, it's debatable. Spell Alterity, who is a piano aficionado. Yeah. Sometimes like... message him about classical music or piano. He usually knows more than me about the subject. He like he plays. Yeah, he was. We had a we had a piano at the um, Airbnb that we stayed at in Los Angeles when we went to the uh, Dodgers game. And he played it a little bit. What's the next one? Do you didn't answer? Did you answer? Oh no, I'll say you, Rick. <laughs> oh, okay. 
right. I'm just pulling up the guest list right now. Joey Isaacs. Joey Isaacs is a very unique guy. Chatham 3, obviously a smart guy. PLS, MAS, NFL. I mean, Sam is a very unique guy, crazy guy. Hagrin is, I mean, one of a kind, absolute lunatic. Um, I mean, he's not playing a part. It's all for real. It's it's very one of a kind. Check shoved, same way. I mean, <laughs> we've had a lot of characters on this podcast. You know? Yeah. Scoot is probably like pretty, he's probably like the, one of the more normal guys on the podcast. MWPGT, JT Spoon, Jordoga. I'll change my answer soon. Jordoga's voice makes him sound like the dumbest person alive, but that's just a southern accent, so I really <laughs> hold it against him too much. Yeah, I'll ch- I change my answer to Spoon, for the record. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Yeah, Spoon will really tweet about, like, he kind of tweets zigzag type stuff. But I think he's betting on it, but I don't know. Seems like he's giving out not that good advice. He's definitely betting. I mean, I think it's sometimes it's a troll, right? Yeah, it must be. Sometimes it's like, yeah, it seems really bad reasoning. But now I'm betting the NBA, so I'll know this here. Okay. We uh, what else? Hmm. I don't know. What have you guys been up to recently? Are you like betting a lot? We're not doing the firing squad. Well, I mean, the firing squad is it's not really answerable, and no one's really answering. Yeah, I guess you know, I lost. I think we all lost. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to like call people dumb or whatever. Okay. Right. Fair. Well, I take. Probably... I, I answered the question, so. <laughs> so you win. So you survived the firing squad. Okay. Yeah, just betting. NBA, um, a little, little college, and uh, very, very little NFL. So what's uh, going on during the day? What do you got? I mean, are you mostly working? Or are you taking some naps, watching some movies? No, I was going to ask, what, what do you guys do during the day? Like, I don't really have that much, like... I'll work for like four or five hours max and then what? Oh, really? I mean, I just have the screen open all day with my fares and I bet everything that is like off from it or whatever, you know, if I'm working that day. What do you mean? I'm just there all day. I mean, lines might move or stuff might change. Like Like the computer's open all day and I'm betting on stuff all day and I might like go in and out and it's like I'm doing other stuff I'll reading random shit or listening to music or something, but I've got it like open all day. Interesting. 
especially with like NBA. I mean, there's like there's a lot of injuries like coming out all the time and you're not really sure or when you're waiting to bet stuff, like for sure for the yeah. first few hours of the day, if you're waiting to bet on something or, you know, want to wait on a piece of info or wait on the line somewhere, it can like be helpful to, yeah. Yeah, I usually have this like things open pretty much all day at home. Um, what was I gonna say? But like, I'll do other stuff. I'm trying to start working out again. We'll see how that goes. Like, it never lasts too long. I guess before that, I was like, this wedding took a lot of planning and a lot of my time. Um, How's it feeling? Being a married man. It feels like exactly the same. We lived together before we got married, you know? It's cool. I'm, I mean, I'm also kind of, you know, it was fun. It was stressful, so I'm glad we got it done with. And expensive. But it was really fun. Yeah, we're going to start doing the thank you cards. Any Twitter people at the wedding? I was notably not invited. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Who was invited to the wedding? How many people are we talking? 100? 300? We invited like 260, and I think we ended up with like 160 between we okay. a lot of people bail because of COVID. Some people just didn't come. I get it. Some people weren't invited. I got it. <laughs> yeah, that too. Should I get remarried? <laughs> um, yeah, we're. I don't know. Now that we're chilling again, we have time. We're going to start looking at like other places to live, maybe. Because we've been in New York for a while. Maybe go out by California way and chill with Joey Isaacs. Yeah, Joey Isaacs, great guy to chill with. He definitely seems like a good guy to chill with. The king of L.A., he's been there, been around all the... Those L.A. streets. All the L.A. streets, he's kind of like Vinny Chase. (laughs) So you're leaving Montreal to go where? Tomorrow I'm flying to Lisbon. Nice. How long are you there for? A couple months till the end of college basketball season. College basketball is just like so busy and there's like so much stuff every day though. Kind of like if you want to run the numbers every day, um, it takes a few, you like have to be in one spot. So Yeah. Chill there for a little bit. I've heard it's and I like the European city... The European time zones are pretty nice for better. For my for my status of better. I just like you know, depending on my it's called sticks. It's so good for that. Have your numbers really ready.
not it If you want love, well, she's not hell If you want love, well, she's not hell If you want love, well, she's not hell If you want love, she's not hell Thank you, thank you.